Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here. Special Miraculous Ladybug in the Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hi there. April, uh, take it away with the opening musical number for this podcast. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's, about right. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, yeah. You just have to keep listening to see if this is a musical or not. Uh, but we'll be talking, because, uh, the, the reason is because we'll be talking about Has Been Hotel, uh, the first season of it. Very exciting. Uh, did uh, release the past three weeks on Amazon Prime Video, uh, the finale just aired uh this weekend a few days later we are going to be talking about the entire season of has been hotel um we previously many years ago at this point did a podcast on the pilots of has been actually so you can check that out at overlyanimated.com i did go back and listen to some of that so i might reference some of our expectations from the pilots many years ago only only like four years ago five years ago i guess that was so long ago (laughs) i know but look full season of has been four to five years later i'll take it yeah well i couldn't remember i was like did we do a podcast over the pilot i honestly don't remember you you, yeah you were not on it for some reason but we did do a a podcast on the the pilots um and uh i i would say we are not like intense has been fans like i know there's some people that are like super into the fandom and everything i've tried to gauge as much as i can but uh so i apologize if we get anything wrong that being said i have watched every episode twice listened to songs many times i feel prepared i think we're gonna be able to do it here I believe uh, in us. <laughs> so, so hopefully we get stuff right here, but we're very excited to get into it. We will not be getting the spoilers immediately. So if you have not checked out season one yet, maybe you like the pilot, but you don't know if you want to watch the whole season of Has Been, um, then you can keep listening until I put up the spoiler warning. So we'll, our initial thoughts will be spoiler free, but then we will be getting into spoilers for uh, the entire season one of Has Been Hotel. And if you've never heard of this, I mean, pr- you probably have, but this is like Has Been was a huge uh, indie uh animation project the pilot was on youtube has like 100 million views or something it's uh yeah. really awesome and this show uh then it got picked up um by a24 and then that was uh releasing on uh, amazon and is uh has a full uh season that continues from the pilot so definitely recommend you, checking I was out say, the pilot. if you know if you know who A24 is, you know that's a huge deal. <laughs> very, very cool that uh, yeah. A24 picked up Has Been. Um, and just a, a very cool that Has Been um, is mated and is a full season. Like the yeah. biggest animation indie win of all time, maybe. It's it's incredible. No, really. It's insane. I love it so much. <laughs> okay. So that, that being said, no spoilers yet. Uh, April, what did you think of the first season of Has Been Hotel? I thought it was, I mean, obviously I thought it was incredible. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I laughed. I don't know that I cried. Maybe I did. But Mm. (laughs) I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop. The songs are just so catchy and like just so good. And I can't wait until we talk more about like the the music and everything like that. Um, I loved the characters. Uh, It's definitely an adult show and while there's like sometimes there's dialogue and things that I'm like "Mm, that's not to my taste that like it's okay in the context of like like 
this actually takes place in hell. Is, is, so- is the humor like too crass for you or is it your type of humor? Um, It's like my type of humor. There's nice. like one or two jokes where I was just like, hmm, you know, like, like I'm, I'm judging you, but I'm not judging you. Kind of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I enjoy, like, I, I do enjoy like that crass humor too. So like, you know, kind of like Rick and Morty-esque, but maybe not quite as clever, if that makes sense, but still like really good. Um, but yeah, I think it like for something that was like an indie project to get picked up, like it's so well done um, and just so impressive. And I like the cast is all good. Like I love the mixture of like people you know, but people you don't know. I think that really like lends to just how well made this was. Um, so highly recommending i'm recommending the show to everyone if you're listening to this obviously you already know what the show like it exists but um if you haven't like watched the full first season go watch it it's great nice yeah if you are not a child i would say and you uh can stomach a bunch of cursing because there's a ton of cursing here there's Um, yeah it takes you off guard like (laughs) like i i went into it knowing it was a like an adult show and that there would be curse words, but the first few that get thrown out, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's, okay. it definitely takes a while to get used to. Yeah, you compared to Rick and Morty, there's not this like level of cursing or anything in, in other yeah. adult shows. Um, I will say, though, compared to uh, the pilot, I think they toned down the the crassness a little bit, despite there being so much cursing. I feel like if, if you watch the pilot and you're like, OK, these intentionally like offensive jokes is kind of yeah. how I describe it. I think there's not that many of them in the show. So I do think they toned it down, maybe by necessity, maybe they reconfigured. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. that worked for me because I think those were a little bit hit or miss in the pilot. But uh, there's yeah. still that there's still that tone, you know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's like this takes place in hell. All the debauchery you would expect. Um, it's it's the the fun, the fun that comes with it. I think it is all there. Yeah, and and some of like the it's interesting because I think like one of the most I don't know that it was like necessarily offensive, but there's like one joke, and um and we can talk about it like once we get into it. But it, like the context of it, I was just like, oh, like all of this makes so much sense. I was like, I hate this joke, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, remember to bring it up later. I don't know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's one that stands out to me above the others in terms of inappropriateness. So I would be interested. Um, I thought this season was so much fun. Uh, like, I, I, I just didn't expect to have so much fun with Hasbin, despite the fact that I liked the pilot, did a podcast on the pilot. I thought it had, like, a lot of potential. It was really gorgeous. The show, like, is is lives up to that gorgeousness in the animation. Mm-hmm. It's not just that, like, the Hasbin show got picked up. It's that it it's a, one of the most beautifully 2D animated shows of re- in recent memory. Yes. It, it, it's incredible. Um, It's an original property. We don't get this. An adult original property with gorgeous 2D animation, like, that should be a selling point uh, immediately. <laughs> That's what we want, and it's so hard to find these days. Um, the songs are a big selling point for me too. I love musical like TV shows, especially. I just think it works mm-hmm. really well in this format and it's, it's, there sh- totally should be more. Has been's one of the best I think I've seen in terms of musical, uh, like a musical, but on TV. It's not constantly a musical. There's two songs per episode. It's per- like, it's like an organic musical, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, um where yeah. like, 
the singing's not forced. It just happens as part of whatever is taking place. Mm-hmm. And I think a big selling point of the songs, they're really good. They also uh, very intentionally try to advance the plot in the songs, which you don't yes. see a lot. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, it's the show. It's really fast paced um, and bright and fun, engaging, uh, just very fun to watch. The fast pacedness, I wasn't sure I expected so much either. I think 90% it works really well. Yeah. Um, and in general, I just like I didn't expect has been to become this like uh, super exciting serialized adventure show. Like 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 an avatar type show. Like there's, yes! a, t- there's a team of heroes. <laughs> there's villains. Uh, it's like vague spoilers, but there's a big finale battle. Like, uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't know the show would go here and it honestly works incredibly well. I was so mm-hmm. excited by then that it, it turned, it's like our type of show, like the type of show that this podcast <laughs> loves for some reason has been hotel with all its cursing and everything is like exactly this type of show. Yes. It's like the shows we like, but they made it more adult and gave it a more adult theme i don't know (laughs) yeah and and it's 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 not uh and i think there's like there's a lot of depth there behind the cursing things everything there's a lot of i think thematically interesting things a lot of interesting plot things we're going to speculate on um and that happens at the end of the season so i really think there's a lot there i do i would kind of universally recommend it assuming uh you're an adult and can hand and can at all handle cursing and like this kind of play on kind of Christian mythology, right? It's like a subversion yes. of what you'd expect. So as long as that that can be your thing and you have an open mind to it, I think definitely would recommend to everyone. Uh yeah, definitely agree. And if you like musicals, so. yes, for for sure. Yeah, I think you, if you if you don't like musicals, you're not going to enjoy the show at all. I would say still try it just to to see, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 if you at all like music, I think you'll like it. Um, and if you don't, you still might like it anyway. I don't know. I, I think the re- I think the non-musical parts are really fun too. Okay, yeah. so let's put up a spoiler warning for season one of Has Been Hotel, just to be safe. Um, as I was spoiler, already spoiler, spoiler, as I was already <laughs> talking about the finale. So spoilers <laughs> for all eight episodes of season one of Has Been. Uh, season two is coming. Um, so that's already been already been renewed before. Uh, did we get a release date yet, or do we just no, not know? Of course not. No, <laughs> I had uh, a feeling. <laughs> that ha- has been uh, was like a year ago. They're like it's coming out this summer, like summer twenty twenty three, and then it clearly didn't. So I don't know. Like I'll I'll believe it when it comes out for season two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spoilers for all of season one of Has Been starting now. Um. So we we talked vaguely April, but. I think two big questions, like, what are your favorite parts of the show, if not already mentioned, because you talked about the music and everything, and, like, does it live up to expectations from the pilot, I think is a big question. We Pilot, really good. A lot of people loved it. Um, do you think it lived up to it? I think it definitely lives up to the pilot. Um, and I know, like, we had briefly, like, chatted about this, but, you know, the pilot is... It, like, sets it up, but also doesn't um, in such a... Because, obviously, like, they're produced by two different studios, X, Y, and Z. Um, the pilot is great. And I remember, like, re-watching the pilot after, like, I had watched all of the first season. And all it did was just get me more hyped to watch the first season all over again. <laughs> yeah, it, it works pretty... It works really well with the, the season, right? Yeah. I watched it in the middle of the season, too. There was couple of things whenever like i watched it 
whenever I watched it and I was just like, oh, I don't know that this necessarily like tracks with like what goes on in the first season. Yeah. But they, 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 they changed, they shifted some things in terms yeah. of the world. Yeah. They, yeah, they definitely like shifted some things, but then like they make vague references to the pilot too, but they're so vague that you like, unless you would like watch the pilot probably in depth, like I did, um, then you probably wouldn't even notice it. Um, and, and you still, get an idea like you know what's going on you don't feel like you're being dropped into this like show and not have any idea like what what is happening um especially because that opening sequence of the first episode not the pilot um where like charlie's like saying the story about Mm. her like lucifer and everything like i feel like that gives you just enough knowledge as to what's going on here to like like move you into the story and be like be ready to go. Um so I think that's like something that like I really enjoyed was just like that opening part and then obviously the music is beautiful. Um I was very surprised by which songs were my favorites and which ones well I mean my least favorite song didn't surprise me. <laughs> which was Welcome to Heaven. I did not enjoy that song at all. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Like, I think, I don't know. I think it's hard to have a least favorite. They're all so good. That's probably like the, the most basic one. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, uh, lift, lift, like, I think, okay. So, first of all, yeah, the pilot, um, to be clear, uh, like the episode one starts, continues from the pilot, but, um, you don't, it's like trying to be its own starting point too and yeah. give people the context. So, I think they, I think they did a really great job with that. I think the first episode's really good. I hadn't seen the pilot in many years and then I just cold started watching the show the first day it came out. And I didn't even register that it was continuing from the pilot. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't remember where we left off. So I, didn't I was like, re- oh, they're like. It didn't register for me either. So they're like, oh, worry. I was like, oh, they're rebooting it. But then I was talking to Sarah and she's like, no, it continues. So I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess it does. Like, I guess, I guess we're just, it's right where it left off, basically. Um, but in terms of does it live up to expectations, I think this is the season's better than the pilot. I think it exceeds oh, expectations. Oh, no, it's, it's definitely better. And that's not to say that the pilot's not good. The pilot's it's incredible. A, it's incredible. It's, but they, they go to <laughs> lengths that, like, we don't even imagine. I mean, you do imagine because basically, you know, there's all these characters they introduce. Um, many of them are shown in the pilot. They don't yes. speak. They're just kind of there. Um, so they, 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 there's clearly an idea of all these overlords they want to bring into the picture. Um, so it, it's like this, I think that was in the intended starting point, but every thematically plot wise, for sure. Song wise. Um, I mean, I still love, uh, every, inside of her demons of rainbow still maybe my favorite husband song, but in general, I think the, <laughs> in general, I think the songs maybe even exceed what we're doing in the pilot. So um the only thing is like visually the show is beautiful i think it lives up to it uh Mm -hmm. there aren't as many stylistic uh go all out sequences as in the pilot um yes and like duh because they spent years making this one episode with the pilot and yeah when you make a show you just have to make it an upset amount of time and you got to keep moving you can't stop and spend like months animating this one sequence so i think that intro sequence is a really nice stylistic one that you mentioned with the yeah. the, the history of heaven there's make a, the, a few others especially the finale i think they yes. is where they put their animation stock into the most again the whole show is beautiful but i think there are a few more stylistic moments in the finale that are pilot-esque um and I think the fin- just the finale itself lives up to the pilot with the music, yeah. the animation, 
everything that you could have ever wanted, I feel like, out of a show from the pilot, the finale delivers, and yeah, the show as a whole. So um, the biggest differences for me were just like, like I said, less intentionally offensive jokes, like they shifted the humor a little bit, some of the characters, um, and then uh, the less stylistic, but that was always going to happen when you make yeah. a fuller show. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I'm just, just so hugely impressed with it. I, I never expected the show would that resulted from that pilot even as good as that was would be this good yeah like i don't know i I, you have to like go into things with always with an open mind but there was a part of me that was just like am i gonna be disappointed in this like (laughs) and then i wasn't i was extremely happy but yeah (laughs) i'm like oh i'm not disappointed at all this is great Nice. Any specific favorite parts starting to get into it? Any favorite character, song, moment, episode that stands out for you particularly? Uh, it's so it's like when I think about things like that, I and maybe I don't know if this just like speaks to who I am, but I loved all of the Alistair stuff. Like nice. I loved I love what they like what they did with his character and like almost all of my favorite songs include Alistair in it to some degree. Mm. Um, but like, but then like my most favorite song doesn't include him at all. <laughs> and then one of like, I it's, it's funny because there's like one, so- like the, um, the song at the end of episode six, where it's like that full blown conversation with like Sarah and Emily yes. and Charlie and everyone. You didn't like, know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of it. Um, that one, I don't know what it was about it, but I was absolutely blown away by that. And I don't know, that just sequence was just, like... It's the most ambitious <laughs> song in terms of plot advancement I think I've yes. ever seen, like, ever yeah. in anything. Well, and, it's and remarkable think- how much plot they stuff into this four-minute song. They stuff so much plot into it, and they... It really, it could have been an entire season, that one song. That one it could have been an entire season it could have been like yeah an entire season but they do all of this within one one song and it worked so well everything like flowed nothing about it felt forced um i like that you get like the the mixture of like the song styles like how um like like Emily and Charlie have kind of like this ballad ballad thing going and then like Adam interrupts and it's like that rock music again and then like it switches around and it feels just it's smooth and I love it I mean like I said it's not my favorite song but that song just blew me away I agree I agree <laughs> And yeah, it, it reprises Hell is Forever a little bit. There's a lot of like great, like not fully reprised, but like reprised the the chords yeah. and stuff from stuff from everything um, mm-hmm. that they work into a lot of the a lot of these towards the end of the season extensive songs like the finale one as well. Um, yeah, or like do. how they uh, they reuse um, which one is it more than anything? Yeah, like they get, they... yeah, we get the full reprise there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree that 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 and episode six does stand out. I feel like as Maybe the best episode. We can talk about it more, but I, I, I'm on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, um, in terms of songs, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout it out pretty quick. Loser okay. Baby. Uh, That's my favorite song. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's the. I think it's my favorite too. I it think is it's my absolute favorite song. <laughs> I mean, they aired that the first week, so I guess two and a half weeks ago at this point. Constantly yes. listening since, right? Like it's the. It's, yes. It's the. It's, I think it's probably the standout song of the show. It's. it's 
And, like, I thought that Poison would be my favorite song just because, like, it has more of, like, that EDM, like, electronic music mm. style. And I was like, oh, that's going to end up being my favorite song. And then as I was listening to the soundtrack over and over again, I was like, nope, it's Loser Baby. 1,000% Loser Baby. <laughs> like... It's 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 just a great song. It's it's a great episode, great character moment, two characters, but moments between those two characters. And I'll, just Keith David singing was incredible in that song. I love Keith David. Oh my gosh. When I heard his voice, I was so excited. <laughs> I know. And he lived up to it with the with the loser, loser baby alone. Yes, he really did. So props to you, Keith David. <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast. Oh yeah, I'm sure he is. Uh, ha- happy Day in Hell. I love the first episode. I love Happy Day in Hell. Um, a great yes. successor to uh, every, uh, to Rainbow from the pilot. Um, Char- I love Charlie. I love Charlie in the pilot. I think she's great here. Um, I agree. Alistair is is great this this season. He was the standout from the pilot, and I think he lives up to it. I think it yeah. gave they gave Angel Dust a lot more uh, than just in the pilot. He, yes. I mean, he's a standout, but I think they expanded on him, and he's he's really incredible too. Um, yeah. I mean, we're quickly rolling through the characters, so why not? Va- uh, Va- Vaggy, um, I think that she was uh, not really given anything in the pilot, and we she does ev- eventually break out here. Um, so yeah. I think that she's big most most improved. I think would be Vaggy and maybe Nifty as well from the pilot. And I think I think it was a smart move to get Stephanie Beatrice for Vaggy too, because she she does the she does the role very well. Like, and I I really I was very impressed with Stephanie in her performance in this, especially because we got to hear her sing, and I love her it, singing it, voice. It's interesting how different <laughs> she sounds from like Encanto, right? Um, so yes, well, and it's also funny because it's almost like she's doing her Brooklyn nine one one voice, but then she's just using her Encanto singing voice, like her natural singing voice. Interesting, which is because nice. if you if you've ever heard her like naturally speak, it's not Brooklyn nine like nine one one. It's uh her role of mirabelle in in kanto that's her natural voice which always blows people's minds <laughs> nice uh serpentius was great um we'll go through all the characters yeah. uh i i think I, for some reason this surprised me but i think carmilla eventually stands out to me of the side characters i think i'm a big carmilla stan i'll get into that more they, i love i love both yeah. of her songs they gave her they gave her a lot and i think that that makes it easy because it's easier she, she to gets, love characters. She gets more than the other overlords. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's easy to love characters when you get to know them. And so I think that's why, like, Carmilla, like, is, like, I think she's one of my favorite characters, too. Nice. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I get it. Lucifer loved Lucifer. Lucifer's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loved him. <laughs> the show's ability to bring Lucifer in in episode five, and there is a lot of him in episode five, but that's all we get. And then he comes in a big moment in the finale, and it feels totally earned, and he's incredible. That's pretty remarkable because he was really just yeah. in one episode, but that was such a good episode for him. And the show can do so much in, in one kind of 22 minute episode. I was going to say, in that, in his episode, it's like so impressive how much they go through his character and you see that sort of change like and it's just one episode it's all self-contained and you're like what (laughs) like you almost get whiplash from it but i i really really enjoyed it like you understand him so much more like his relationship with charlie yeah it's a good character i loved his his design his crown that was a snake (laughs) nice nice 
Um, I wanted to point out this uh, before. I think I'd say most similar. This show is probably Centaur World. Um, out of all the the shows we've talked about in the past ten oh. ten years or something, I really like Centaur World. Um, and uh, both feature K- uh, Kamiko Glenn, but uh, she doesn't really get to sing in the show. So I'm looking for some nifty singing in season two. We we need nifty singing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like one line. I feel like in the in the finale, but um, uh, in terms of downsides, very uh, look. 99% positive. I think probably the thing that my least favorite thing or that works the least about the show is that episodes two to seven um, serves as like a cavalcade of character introductions to side characters. Um, mostly overlords, but also a ton of other people. I mean, think Mimsy being thrown in there, Rosie in the second last episode. Um, I would say 60% uh, love these characters that are introduced. 40% uh, why are they here in such a small role would be my reaction. Um, we just spend so much time introducing characters. We um, do. Yeah, I agree. But I I think that the smaller characters served, for me at least, they served bigger purpose. Like, like you get kind of more, like with Mimsy, for instance. Mimsy gives character to Alistair, Alistair. when he was alive. Yeah, I think, well, that, I, think it, I think it was good enough. But, yeah, uh, well, and even like, um, like Rosie gives more character to Alistair. Yeah, uh, Cherry Bomb gives more character to. I would say mostly to Angel. To Angel, yeah, I, yeah. They, they're they're all serving the purposes of main characters. Zestral, how like I think he gives um, additional characterization to Carmilla, who's almost yes. a main character. Mm-hmm. But it's like Zestral. I mean, he's in this one episode in such a small role. He's so cool, and he's he sings for a few seconds in, and it's it's so it's so good. But it's just like, why is he here in such a small role? I mean, I feel yeah. like they just like I, I guess that's the thing of this continuing from the has been pilot is there's all this lore, not even just in the pilot, but the surrounding lore of the fandom and these other things that they introduced. I'm not even familiar with all of them, but I know all these characters' names were out there even though they didn't speak in the pilot and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's like, okay, we have to execute on all of them that we built up during the many years of development. Um, and uh, they chose to they choose to mostly put everyone in season one. And mm-hmm. it's impressive that it all still works. I'll say, ultimately, it's impressive. Yeah. But it's it's certainly a lot, and I can see that being a turnoff for people. My biggest negative for all the side characters, I think the V's, specifically Vox. What what is Vox's purpose this season? Um, I think to be more like he's set up as more of like the antagonist to Alistair. Yes, which which and again, your thing about the the side characters being uh, yeah the counterparts that Even- like yeah. A Valentino's set up as a counterpart to Angel Dust, of Angel, course. Mm-hmm. Velvet, maybe again, Carmilla, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think of like the V's, Velvet's probably the weakest of them. Um, she got she, was, she had a great song, though, at least. So. She had a good song. And I, I think they were like, we owe her that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, Vox in particular, I just get nothing from him so far. I feel like if you're a, maybe a fan of this world, you might like Vox uh, more coming in. Uh, all he does is just sit there and kind of cackle in the background of the finale. Yeah. Um, I think it's unnecessary. I feel like we could have just not if, if we if this wasn't this show and we didn't have the expectations of the V's and we knew who they are coming in and we set them up to a certain extent in the pilot. I think you maybe hold off until season two. I think the finale is setting the V's up to be maybe the big bads of season two. Um, so that's great. I'm excited Especially to get more the into them. It. Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah, I'm excited to get more. It's just I, I, I'm just not sure. I took a lot away from. 
Vox specifically. Velvet didn't even it. She didn't matter that much. She was in that one episode. No. Uh, Valentino. I mean, hard to like him, but he serves his role very well in episode four. So, like, I think he's I think, there with I a think, purpose. Yeah, I think he's 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 definitely there to be a villain, kind of like like Adam. I absolutely hated Adam, and I was like, "But that's the point of Adam." I kind of, I kind of love Adam. To like Adam, yeah. Like I, in terms Stop. of, he's he's such a like broy d bag, like amazing. Yeah. Like that's such a funny joke that Adam, the first man, would be this broy d bag like Angel. It's well, it's no, very like, it's very fun, and I think they execute him on him on him. In no, a very fun I think way. it's I think it it works, and I I like that, but I hate the character. Do yeah, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think I have fun with Adam, whereas Valentino, I have t- I have trouble having fun with just because he's like so clearly abusive and stuff and we're getting yes. into all this and but. i but i again i think that's intentional and in how yes, they present yes. these characters like i i feel like like vox could potentially be uh, like you said the v's are probably going to be much more of a problem especially i think vox and valentino vox doesn't serve as much of a threat almost but that's not to say because there's a whole backstory that we don't have yet yeah, and, I did, and I will say I did like the hinting during his song of the Baxter that he asked Alistair to join and then Alistair said mm-hmm. no. So th- I think there's some definitely some interesting stuff there. That and he's obviously obsessed with Alistair yeah. to some extent. So Which whatever took place is significant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> is there an unrequited love there with Alistair? Something like I that? I hope not. <laughs> for, for his sake. I don't... I don't know that Alistair has love in his heart. <laughs> no. And and that's another fun thing. In episode seven, um, uh, Rosie explicitly calls out Alistair as ace um, in, in a roundabout way. So yes. Uh, so that, I think that that's good. In terms of representation, Alistair, great uh, aromantic representation. And um, then also Charlie and Vaggie, of course. That's another highlight. How <gasps> we not brought them up? Loved too. it. Oh, because, you know, we, we got to save the best for last, right? <laughs> For last, so no, we're, not we're, last. We're uh, we, they were great in the pilot, and the thing, obviously, the thing about Charlie and Vaggie is. By the way, I'm terrified. I'm going to start saying Vaggie because they start joking about it at the end of the season. So I'm like, well, is that in my, my head? And now I'm well, going to say, what is it? At one point, uh, someone calls her vagina, and then in the season finale, she's Vagatha. Vagatha, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, that Adam was joking about her name, like the good, like it's such a, it's a, Vaggie, such a, it's such a dumb name, such a like kind of. Uh, it, I'm glad we're calling her at this out and and we're lampshading everything. It, it, her character in episode six and onward, I think, was really good. Yeah, well, it's it's funny too because with like Vaggie, um, because they 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 get a point to hint that she has some type of involvement in heaven and i didn't catch up on or catch it until um carmilla's like it's so obvious i was like i didn't i didn't know yeah well uh, yeah well but then like when i like saw all of the subtle hints like her character design is totally different yeah um and then whenever they're getting ready like they're talking about going to heaven lucifer is like i'm not allowed there like and there's like a specific reason why he's not allowed. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and, then and she's, like, she, she really doesn't want to go. So well, yeah, that's yeah the start and she's of just like, I can't go. Like, I should not be going. And I'm like, that's significant. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> for her- Char- I think character design is tough. Just because I'll talk about it. I don't understand how the characters work and, and everything. <laughs> I, don't I don't understand why everyone's an animal. So I I can read nothing into that personally. 
are they all animals though? That's they're not the all animals because Mimsy like wasn't an animal, for example. No, Rosie wasn't an animal. Charlie's not. Oh an yeah, animal. I guess the cannibals aren't. Well, ch- so Charlie's different because she's not a uh, yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Charlie and Vaggy are specifically different. Um, but okay, I we- I did notice that um, what is it? Angel Dust's character like body is the same as Valentino. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's because Valentino owns him. Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, I assume their appearance shifts at some point when they die going into hell. And how does that, it could manifest at different points. I don't know. They're both bugs, I guess, at least. Um, I will say the one yeah. nice thing about Valentino is like a moth and his wings come wings, out at some point. Yeah. It's really cool. It's pretty cool. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Charlie and Vaggie. Oh, yeah. So the thing. The oh, yeah, main- sorry. <laughs> the main thing about them is that uh, that's really interesting is that they start the show, even they start the pilot in a relationship. Um, yep. It's like everything we've talked about with Owl House and Lumity, like get being in a relationship on during the show is airing. And that's pretty like uh, uncommon and revolutionary, especially for a queer ship. Um, all of that applies. And then some to, to hear because they just this their entire uh, presence as a couple is as an established couple. And that's really cool yeah. to see again, especially for, for like a queer a- couple. They're like a well-established couple. And yeah, they're like, three they, years they say it. three years. Yeah, they're like living, like sleeping in the same room and they have like their all routines together and everything. Yeah. And love the de- all the details with that. And it's like uh, coming out of the pie, we're like, okay, when are they going to kiss and everything, right? They're already together. And we so, still we still had to suffer through that. <laughs> they're the whole se- they, Even though they're together, we still have to wait the whole season. To, I, but I like the balance of um, it, it, they could have kissed at any point, obviously. And there's like a kiss in the, the cheek or something at one point. But mm-hmm. uh, we could have done at any point, but we still get that like romance build up arc within the season. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for. And then we mm-hmm. get to see it at the end in this uh, culminating song and uh, kiss in the finale with the more than anything reprise loved that moment love uh yeah. them together and uh and we got we got into more depth in the last two episodes i think with the, the reveal about vaggy we saw the them meeting and after yeah. his backstory um and so i i thought they were great the season especially towards them yeah and i like that that's like an established like they're relationship is so very well established and it plays into it like like charlie trusts faggy to get everyone to bond or you know what i mean like she's like her second in command essentially in this even though alistair thinks he is but <laughs> but like faggy has more power over the situation than anyone else and i think that man i just loved that it it was just like a normal like this is just life and I love that, like, Lucifer's like, oh, you like girls? Me too. Like, we have that in common. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a good, that was a, that was a pilot-esque joke, but it was not yeah. very, uh, not, not in the offensive right. I thought that was funny for sure. No, that, I was going to say, that's like one of the jokes that they make about their relationship that I was like, uh, like, I liked that because I thought it was sweet. But then the other joke that they make is between Lute and Adam. And, and Lute's like, your relationship is sinful. And yeah. I was like, wow, you would say that, wouldn't you? And, and Adam's like, it's hot as fuck. Though, but it's, right? yeah. um, I thought that was um, funny, too. <laughs> I was like, it's funny. I hate this joke, but it's so funny. Okay, is that, is that the one you meant before? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess that is like the most, uh, like, closest offensive. But um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's like, clearly the show knows that, like, like with Adam, it's like, they have fun with him, and they're showing that he's clearly, uh, like, a he... D-bag a-hole. Like, it's, it's... No, he's such a dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm the entire time I'm just like, why is this man in heaven? I don't understand. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I, th- I think, and I'd like that they turn that into a plot point. It's like, yeah, uh, it, it's he's. I mean, maybe he was better in the past, or maybe not. But uh, like, it's he, been a few millennia, and he's only <laughs> evolved into this. Or, or maybe, or maybe hell, heaven was a lie all along, and he never deserved to go to heaven. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really the ultimate uh, feminist joke that like a like a fem not joke but like like a joke about the yeah. how it's feminist that the first man is uh is like the ultimate bro. I like I, it's 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 a very great concept. I I, I think he was great. Um, we we're talking about Charlie Vaggy. Should we get more into uh? What do you want to do? Do you want to talk more about the finale? Um, and everything that happened there. We can because the the finale raises. I mean, those last. Like episode six in the finale raised so many questions for me. Yeah, let's get into theme stuff. I agree. Okay. We can come back to hit the characters we didn't hit on as much. Um, yeah. Justice for Serpentus. We, we'll talk about that. Okay, about but him. first off, we can start with that. Because he dies and then goes and to uh, he heaven. He goes to heaven. And so. I, that... By the way, I love that as a coda to the season, a really interesting, intriguing thing to end the season on that culminates a lot of the themes. Like, yes, redemption possible. Yes, Serpentus' yes. character. Great, great moment in the season. Well, and whenever you think on it, too, because back in episode six, they ask, they say, well, what does it take to get into heaven? What, wh- how does. Yeah, and we have Adam's weird considered... checklist. Yeah, yeah, we get Adam's weird checklist. And they're like, well, Angel just marked off all those things. And they're like, but it doesn't matter. It's bi- it's bigger than that. And then we go through the song and we find out that they don't even know how to get into mm-hmm. heaven. And so then if you like think back on Serpentis. He checked off all of those things. Yeah, I mean, he stands so, up to the man with Adam at that. Yeah, right? he stands up to the man with Adam. He selfishly, he sacrifices himself. So yeah. he selfishly sacrifices himself. Selfless, I can't remember yeah. what the other thing was. Yeah, I know. Um, don't steal. He, I, I mean, I don't know that he ever stole anything. <laughs> so <laughs> Adam's list was dumb to begin with. But yeah, I think he's. I mean, I guess it. he stole a kiss from Cherry Bomb, but does that count? Uh, like, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm so curious to see. What, where that goes, like, does Emily then, because obviously Emily is on Charlie's side, so does Emily then try to make contact with Charlie? So what do you think of Emily and Sarah? So they're the Seraphim. I think they're presented as, by the way, one note that I was rewatching the, I was rewatching the end of the, the first episode. They say the angels created uh, Adam. Um, no mention of God. I don't think there's God in this world. I think I that don't... they- think there right. is either yeah i think the angel so i think is sarah the closest thing to god like i think that sh- as far as we know she's the, the they say sarah and emily are the seraphim they're the high highest angels as far as we know they could always introduce someone above it later i don't know but like I, sarah seems to be in charge from what we know sarah seems to be in charge um and i also wondered if like they chose not to have a god for specific reasons because that's just like something you just don't want to get into kind of sometimes like i I like the this spin on the christian mythology i like Um, it i i I, do too not including god you separate you know you keep the mythology separate from the religiousness Mm -hmm. i think it's a good move i think it is too i think and i like that we're able to um sort of re rebuild the mythology of the religion (laughs) if that makes right it has its own kind of spin on it now granted i I'm Jewish. I don't know a lot of this this mythology, to be honest. Uh, but... I was like, I was raised in a Catholic household, and so I'm I'm very familiar with okay. a lot of these things. 
And not, I'm, I mean, I'm not Catholic. I'm more agnostic than anything. Um, if even that. We get, and, we get the like Lilith version of, yeah, the, like, of the story. When I was uh, rewatching with a friend um, who I'm, I, I'm guessing like they didn't grow up in like a very religious household or anything like that. And they're like, wait, Lilith. And I was like, yeah, like Lilith was the first woman before Eve but then she was cast out because like her and Lucifer were like a thing. And then Eve was created from Adam and they were like, I did not know that. And I was like, Oh, I thought everyone knew. That. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I guess I was wrong <laughs> or no, like in terms of like people knowing that. So I like that. Like we're, we're working with like unknown, like pieces of it, but yes. So Seraphine and Emily are like the highest powers, which Yes, love it. I'm here for it. But it is interesting with Emily. Um, it's, it's episode six ends with with Emily so clearly supporting Charlie, and then it just the status quo just reverts, which is uh, pretty um, shocking in that moment. But also feels realistic um, that 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 they would try to bring things back to where they are. Uh, but then we get, it's going to be forcibly shaken up with, with Serpentius being there and Adam dying. I mean, of course. So, um, where's, uh, Emily going to go? Where's Sarah going to go? Well, I was going to say, and where, like, like if Charlie or even like Lucifer were to die, where would they go? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. By the way, one of my questions, uh, in terms of general mythology surrounding the show, uh, they have the, they have the, the execution, the extermination every year. Mm-hmm. What happens to the souls in hell that die from the extermination? Are they gone forever? Do they go back to hell? Well, especially because Sir Pentius goes to heaven. So, Pentius, so is that that's an exception? Uh, but doesn't it, that mean the, you would think that the souls in hell that get exterminated do not come back because they're trying to solve overpopulation? So yeah. that wouldn't solve anything if they just go back to hell. Yeah. Well, and if they do an extermination every year, like. You would think that that would be, unless it's like a, instead of like, it's like two steps forward, one step back, but maybe like the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's unclear. I think that there's some things about the mythology I wish they would like explain a little more, but maybe they will be revealed in time as part of twists or expansions. Um, We mentioned, why are they animals? Is everyone who dies a demon that goes to hell? Is everyone in hell a demon or just some? Well, um, because they they refer to most everyone as a demon, but then you have the overlords. So. Yeah, like Alistair's definitely a demon, but. Is yeah. uh, Angel Dust a demon? Um, I don't think it matters. Uh, but yeah, well, but they call him the Porn Demon, which I was just like, okay. I think so they're. I, he... think they're, I think col- yeah, colloquy wise, the yeah, they're they're, they're known, well, known as demons. But then, like Husk used to be an overlord, so yes. is he like the gambling de- like a gambling <laughs> demon or? Yeah, and I think I, I feel like Alice. I don't think my impression. Alistair's the radio demon. I don't think there's just a demon of. An, of a, a, a object or a, like a thing like 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 gods in in some like eastern countries yeah There's like a god of the of the sea i don't think that's how it works i think alistair just branded himself as the radio demon the radio like, i don't demon. think i think that's his doing i don't think he's innately the the demon of radios i think that was his shtick because we get his backstory from mimsy um that he yeah. broadcast the executions on the radio which by the way i forgot but we do also get that backstory in the pilot so i guess we're just expanding we do and 
I liked that there was a a similarity between the two backstories. Yeah, well, it's the same backstory, but it's yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, but, like, know. the animation style kind of was very similar, because I remember watching it in the pilot, and I was like, I've watched this before, just recently. Nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> like, very recently. But, yeah, so I don't... I don't understand, because Alistair isn't, like, an animal, so... But Husk yeah. is a cat? Uh... <laughs> I like a. I thought he was a wolf, but they say cat at the. How did fat four. nuggets get down there? <laughs> yeah, what's up with fat nuggets? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> There's roaches. That makes sense. What, what do you do? <laughs> what do you think? I guess that makes sense. What do you think of how what the show has to say about redemption in the season with Pentius being there at the end, uh, with this questionable morality system surrounding heaven? Is it just all like a satire of like? a heaven and a hell and sorting people into good and bad and how ridiculous that is. Is that what we're going for ultimately? I mean, kind of, uh, that's what it, it kind of feels like if we're going to look super deep into it. Um, but yeah, because if, I mean, and depending on like your beliefs or how you grew up or whatever, like ma- everyone should ha- have the ability to be redeemed is kind of what they're saying that even if you lived a sinful life in your afterlife why why couldn't you still be redeemed you know what i mean and yeah. so that's what we're like getting at with like serpentius going into heaven after he's killed again um so it's um, almost like second chances are very possible yeah yeah and that's it, what that's everything charlie's going for and honestly it's in theme with with like christian like beliefs right so i i, I like the spin on on yeah. the, the christian mythology and 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 yeah, it's a great ending to it. It leaves it up in the air. I, I feel like my ultimate takeaway, and this is almost only after, I mean, I guess I get it from episode six for the most part, but I, I also after thinking about it a lot more, I feel like heaven and hell really just in the show just serve as like systems of power. Um, yeah. Like, like heaven is just like the, the people with power um, and hell are disenfranchised people that they kind of cast out. Um, there's this, there's this element of, sorting like and like people genuinely seem to be dying and then they go to heaven or hell so there's like some like actual components that kind of complicates it but in the end of the day thematically i feel like what the show's going for is um the kind of privileged people in heaven and uh those without power in hell and how they respond Mm -hmm. um and i really like this direction that we went in and i guess that brings me to my analysis of sarah um who i'm very interested in for next season i'm but, so interested in her like i want to see more <laughs> here's here's my sarah theory slash okay. my my take tell me if you agree i think sarah is evil i think she's just evil i think she's the big bad i think she's like she she presents herself as a reluctant leader who has to make a decision to commit terrible violence in mm-hmm. episode six i feel like to me this is just so reminiscent of leaders in our world who present themselves as these reluctant people. Oh, think of every single United States president. Oh, we took to, to protect our people. We have to murder, send a, a drone yes. and kill all these people. It's, uh, uh, she's manufacturing a threat. That think, doesn't exist. I think so. Think, because, uh, think, think of uh, insert current genocide and leader of that genocide and and their rhetoric. It's it's yes. all the same. I think Sarah is so reminiscent. In, I believe intentionally on the show's part of these people. Um, and she paints it as like, oh, Adam, you presented me with this decision, and yeah. I reluctantly went along with it. I I guess my theory is that 
um, Adam is like a patsy and she wanted to do this purging of, of hell all along. Yeah. Like, and it's, uh, yeah, especially because at no point, especially in, in, including in the beginning, has there ever been talk of hell trying to raise an army against like heaven? Like they, 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 they allude to like, oh, they were going to rise up against us. I don't know how real that is. That could be a manufactured threat, like, like from Sarah. Yeah, and that's and that's what like I guess like I'm getting at is that like they're saying like they're saying it but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. And the fact that she didn't want anyone else to know about the executions set, like speaks so much about her intentions with all of this. Big red flag. Huge red flag because she didn't want anyone else to know about it. Even even, even her her fellow like if Sarah's God, even her co god, she didn't yeah. want to know about this. Yeah, yeah, per- like her whatever, like apprentice or whatever yeah. Emily is to her, and so like she didn't want anyone to know about that. And it's not, it's not like it's one because even with like Lucifer, he never like like he started. With wanting to do something better for everybody, for all of the souls, and they cast him out. But at no point has Lucifer ever said anything along the line. Because if anyone was going to try and raise an army against hell, he, he definitely hasn't. He, yeah. yeah, like he would have tried to have done it already, wouldn't you think? It's Especially, a good point that I don't know if we see any proof of of this supposed army rising up. Yeah, again, very reminiscent well, of real world things. And, yeah, and even with um, like Charlie going to Cannibal Town. She had to convince those people to fight against the angels. I mean, that's I mean, that's, that's another good evidence too. Yeah, they they weren't like, innately bloodthirsty like to the they, angels. They never none none of not not a single person, soul, whatever, demon in hell has ever talked about rising up against heaven. Not even the V's. The V's talked about like ruling hell. These V's want to rule hell, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But no one has ever said anything about wanting to rise up yeah. against in- heaven. Unless this is unless this is Alistair's ultimate intentions, which are vague. That could be a thing. But uh I, yeah, I I I, li- I like where you're going with this for sure. Yeah. So so it, again, it's very much a manufactured threat that she's she's presented. And like why wouldn't she give that like present that to Adam? Use him as a pet to like be in charge of this like she gets to kind of like wash her hands of the situation until she doesn't obviously and um, she wants to look good to emily to her people yeah yeah so no so i think it's all just like she could be like a true evil and that would be a very interesting way because isn't that what like most villains are is they're they're trying to shape the world into what they believe is right. Mm. So I guess in her mind, that's or, good. That's good analysis. And isn't that what the heaven and hell system is shaping the yeah, world into into what you think in constant someone constitutes going to heaven? Yeah. So, and then I guess like in her most perfect world, like hell, according to the mythology that they gave us at the beginning of the show, hell didn't even exist until they had to cast Lucifer out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Because there was no Luke, concept of people sinning until they yeah, created one. Until they created it. So that must have happened. So was she like you know, in until, charge until of that? They, and until she Lucifer introduced uh, free will, I guess, also. Uh, yeah, because he, yeah, he introduced free will. 
And she was like, nah, fam, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, that, that, I'll say all, all this being said, Sarah, really interesting character to me. I'm not saying I hate her as a character. I think she's a for a character who's been in like an episode and a scene, fascinating character. So yeah. like I just, I'm I wanna see what we do with her. For sure. And and then in comparison with Emily, because and, and, and the fact that Emily was so seems so genuinely purely good despite also being a, a powerful figure. That's a really interesting take. Mm-hmm. Although you could argue how much power does she truly have if she didn't even know about the extermination. Yeah. Um so I, I and I would love to see Charlie and Emily uh team up again in the future. I think that was great in episode cool. six. Yeah, and it, it, there's a lot of similarities between Emily and Charlie too. Yeah, like I agree. A- any any April, any romantic competition to Vaggy with Emily? <gasps> I don't want competition. I just want a three way. <laughs> like, <laughs> can we have the thruple? Because the thru- okay, thruple. Okay, look, we no competition. I'm not here to pit anybody. Did, did, did you anyone. interpret? Uh, did you see Emily and Charlie? You ever think of that before I mentioned it? Yes, I did. Nice. I was okay. like, ooh, I love this, like, this dynamic. And yeah. then I was like, but we could have, it could be more. <laughs> <laughs> we could have the thruple. Look, we didn't get Why our thruple not? in Ladybug, so let's get it in, in the show. <laughs> yeah. Give me the thruple. <laughs> Emily, another fascinating character. She was really likable. I wanted to, the other part, my Sarah is evil. And by the way, I don't know if the show is saying anyone is truly evil or anything. It's just she has, like, really hidden bad intention is maybe a better way of putting it. Um I, I, the other thing is I want to contrast Sarah to Carmilla, who Carmilla, I was initially kind of turned off by because she's presented as like an arms dealer. And it's like, yeah. oh, arm, arms dealer bad, like in my head. So, yeah. you know, so I but the show p- pretty painstakingly presents her as, oh, she's only doing this to arm her people to protect her people. Yeah. And and when you think of this heaven and hell, not as a good and bad, but as a as a power and marginalized dynamic, I think that Carmilla starts to shine through as she's Mm -hmm. like a leader of a marginalized people who are protecting her, her vulnerable people. Um, And, and, you know, versus like this, this portrait of Sarah as this powerful figure um, using this excuse of, I need to protect people in, in hell as an excuse to commit atrocities against uh, protect her people in heaven against. uh, So Sarah, because she's Carmilla, because she's like a marginalized, there's no power there, even though she's power within, within hell. Um, she actually is protecting people who need her protection. Sarah's people don't need the protection in the way she's doing it. And she's using it as an excuse to to commit violence. Yeah. And Carmilla, it's, it's also so interesting too when you think about the I'm going to say the the landscape of hell because Carmilla's only she's an arms dealer yes to the people of hell but it's not so that they can rise up against like heaven or anything like that it's yeah and she did she did she wanted to not give that information yeah. specifically it's yeah, so that they can she, protect themselves she yeah. wanted to hide that because and this is something that they mention in the pilot but they don't necessarily mention in the show in like the the first season is that there's turf wars and that's right. a so huge the, like aspect to protect themselves them. against other overlords and demons that that is one aspect i thought they changed from the pilot they did mm-hmm. they did not say the word turf wars at all this season yeah um i think it fits with what we're going for i, I well oh so rosie does mention um oh there's this like this power vacuum yes. that you can move in. So I, that's basically would be like a turf war. They just yeah. they just lay off the the turf war language and they go heavy on the overlord language. I don't think mm-hmm. overlord existed before. Um but it's, it yeah. I think uh, it I think it um 
They maybe said it once. Um, I, but... Yeah, well, because Rosie, like, alludes to it when she's talking to Alistair. She's like, oh, there's all these lands up for grabs. Yeah, yeah. So, like... so I agree the concept is still there. So, yeah, they protect themselves against dangers and against uh, the other, you mm-hmm. know, in, in this. Well, but it sounds like they don't even use it to protect themselves against angels. It sounds like the, ex- the executioners co- just come down and just wreak havoc. And yeah. it's not like the people That's of hell are necessarily trying to defend themselves and they make it such a point to to say how easy it is for them to kill the executioners and no one knew about it except like camilla right they weren't even trying to they weren't even trying to fight back they like they never like even Vaggie, who was an executioner didn't even know how she could be defeated yeah that's true and so i think i think that's a i think that's another like thing to point out in in like the i guess i don't know the argument against like sarah is that hell has literally had no interest in they weren't trying to fight back exactly yeah they've never fought back like the most that they could do and that's where like like vox kind of comes in because he had exploited the fact that the people of hell have felt defenseless and so that was like what he, you know, he was like, oh, like our new angel, like mm. protection system, you know, yeah. like, so he would provide like technology or whatever, uh, or means to protect, like to protect themselves, but not like fight, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I take it back a little bit about Carmela because yeah, you're a good point. They weren't trying to fight back against uh, heaven. So she is trying to arm uh, overlords and their their soldiers to fight against each other. Not necessarily the most noble, but still, I, I, you know, uh, uh, she's, she's ultimately trying to protect her people. And <laughs> the reality is they're in hell and their conditions are so bad and everything. Yeah. Um, okay. The, yeah. All really interesting uh, stuff. And Pench is showing up there and how that's going to play out. Um I mean, we can, we can start with that in terms of what ha- questions in terms of what's going to happen in season two. Yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder things like if Angel Dust were to die, is he going he to w- heaven? I think too? he would go to heaven. Yeah. I right. Think so. Maybe even Husk. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know, will, like. Yeah, maybe. We'll say we did not get as much Husk as I wanted this season outside episode four. I think um, we got a fair amount of him, though, because we do get a little bit more about him in. Um, like episode five as well. Yeah, and his and his why he's under Alistair's thumb and stuff. Yeah, I, I think there's yeah. there's some good stuff. I, not not convinced he's redeemed yet. Um, not that I mean, why does he need to be redeemed? He's not hurting anyone. Actually, I take that back. He shouldn't have been in hell in the first place. Yeah, from a, like from what we can see, he just had a gambling problem. Is that does that make you a sinner? I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess according to Christian mythology, you, you know. Look, we don't know. Okay, <laughs> no, the people in heaven don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So how Pentius? I mean, will we start to see more people like Pentius showing up? I think one of my theories is that we're going to start seeing a lot more patrons of the hotel as season two opens, yeah. just because they got such good press at the end, and the hotel looks really cool now and stuff. Um, they know well, they can fight back. Uh, not even just necessarily about being redeemed, but Charlie yeah. is like this powerful figure now, so I feel like they'll want to be with her. Um, well, at the and, hotel, and I think that's why, like the the ending fight scene and like her song like uh am i ready or whatever it's called i can't remember um in episode seven uh or ready for this ready for this yeah and it's alluding to the a lot of the fact that she's the princess of hell and yes while lucifer still exists she's coming more into a leadership role and um and I think that, like, that really shows, too, 
in like that final fight scene like she's there with every like with the whole team fighting the ex i mean i don't i mean i guess she's fighting she's shooting fireworks at them which is extremely adorable <laughs> she was fighting she was fighting <laughs> she was fighting yeah <laughs> i did at or uh, what is it in the whatever they first show her i was like girl you only got a sword or a shield what are you doing yeah i guess she has magic though yeah she has well and she's you know, she's Do Lucifer's you, daughter, so... Uh, yeah, whatever that entails, magic power-wise, I don't know. I liked um, the transformation sequence. Yeah, no, you're right. And the show the show makes a big point of her coming into her own as a leader. Um, yeah. And taking on her power and responsibilities as the Princess of Hell. So, and, yeah, we'll probably continue to see that arc. Um so yeah, when we'll we'll see how how Pentius, do they hide him away? Is he just there? How the people of heaven react? I mean, really, we've only seen heaven in one episode, so it's hard to say. Yeah, um, we don't know these inner workings beyond just Sarah and Adam, who's gone. Um, by the way, I was going to so Lute in charge of the exorcist. Now, by the way, the exorcist all female, which I didn't yes. pick up on until pretty late in my rewatch. <laughs> uh, mostly just because they're all wearing masks, I guess. Um, is this? Well, it, I, it's yeah. interesting that they're all wearing masks, but then, um, like, Adam's wearing a mask, too. So is that because, like, Sarah doesn't want the people to know that Adam's involved? You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe. I don't know. They he, probably he, just, Adam probably just thinks it's cool, but yeah, maybe they're trying to hide. He probably it does. <laughs> and he's right. No. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool look. Um, so the uh, loot in charge will be interesting. Again, loot just, like, until the very end, such a nothing character. There's just so much going on. There's all these very, like, her, sparsely presented characters. Her uh, scene with Lilith at the end had, like, she's like... Let's talk about that scene. Okay, can we? <laughs> Lute, Lute goes to... Lilith shows up, by the way. If Lilith didn't show up at the end, we we're going to spend this whole podcast talking about Lilith theories. I was... I was yes. Definitely I mean, thought she would be in play. I'm um, still curious about Lilith. So. We can still talk about Lilith theories. Lute says, uh, Adam's dead. Your, uh, your deal is done. I'm in yep. charge now. And you yep. need to go stop Charlie if you want to stay here in heaven. Yeah. like, And what does that mean? Your deal is done. So, so she had a deal with Adam, I guess. Yes. To in, in order for her to stay in heaven, why she wants to stay in heaven, what the component of that deal was beyond just staying in heaven, I don't know. Yeah, well, and she, we, you know, something that's been in the background is we've been wondering where Lilith has gone. <clears throat> yes. And no joke, my first watch through, I forgot that Lilith was Charlie's mom. <laughs> so... <laughs> whatever loot said like go take care of your bride of a daughter i was like what <laughs> oh no yeah no it's she's she's very much a background presence until yeah but, until then there but charlie says she's been gone seven, seven years. years and alistair disappeared alistair seven disappeared years ago for seven years yes so, so what i think I'll, I'll well i think I'll, first of all let's say this uh, i didn't come up with this i did see it i think in the comments of the pilot youtube video or something at some point Definitely people think, Al, who has Halister on a leash? Lilith. That's what a lot of <gasps> yes. people think. That makes a lot of sense. And that was what I was starting to wonder, too, after my second watch through. Does, they... does it make less sense after the finale, though? If, like, the seven years thing lines up, but Lilith had a deal with Adam. So Adam. Lilith, I don't know if she was on a leash of her own, but it doesn't seem like she's, she's, she's hiding away. It doesn't seem like she's super in charge of anything. At least like that's she, what we think right now. She's not in charge of anything. And she's very much like out in the open 
in heaven or what we are assuming is heaven um, because we don't. I mean, I don't really know where she is. Like, even like, because when you think about. Oh, okay. Yeah. I assumed that was the, heaven. Well, when you think about. See, I I have this okay, problem you, where I. This is a good point. I, I, I No, this is very smart because, because we go from Serpentius. Clearly, this is in heaven. heaven. By the way, Serpentius arrives in front of Sarah and Emily. And Emily. Whereas, whereas, Emily is uh, so whereas, hyped. Yes. Emily's side, but uh, Saint uh, Saint uh, whatever uh, Darren Chris is uh, is welcomes them at the heaven's gate. So I don't know why Pentius didn't go to the gates. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we go from that scene in heaven to where Lilith is in a very dreamy yeah. place. So I assumed that was heaven. I didn't even think until you just well, said it that that might not be. Well, heaven. because I I always I pay too close attention. It's my problem because there's like a very distinct style to how hell is looks. And as man, like the landscape, like the color schemes and things like that. And we were in heaven and what heaven looked like and it's sort of like landscape and everything does not look the same as where Lilith was, which is, which is why I am like, well, do you think I don't she's think in hell or do you think she's on like an earth beach? She could be at a earth beach, uh, purgatory. I don't know. Oh, we could like, bring purgatory into play. That'd be fun. Yeah. So. But I, good, I like this theory. Uh, Lilith isn't in heaven at the end. She's not but, in heaven. Because uh, Adam, I don't, Adam obviously does not have enough authority to bring Lilith into heaven. So you like think if, this was a side deal away from Sarah? Mm-hmm. Because Luke is the person who's coming to, like, to Lilith. Like, Sarah's mm. not coming to Lilith. Mm. So I think this was, like, a side deal situation. That Lute obviously knew about because she seemed to be like his Adam's second in command in terms of the executioners. And so I think if this is like some, I say a side quest that's taking place, but Lilith had some type of deal with Adam and because he's dead, that's gone. So, and like Lute obviously can like, I guess, call Lilith out. like. Hey Sarah, guess who I found? Like, yeah, you she know. could use it with Sarah. Mm-hmm. What? Why? What is Lilith gaining? So she is hiding away. Was she being hunted before? Um, like, does she gain protection? See, because we don't know. Because she's obviously the, in hiding. Because I guess, like, know yeah, I don't, is. yeah, I don't know what she's gaining because it does not seem like Lucifer is in danger. So I don't know why Lilith would be in danger sitting in hell. Well, um, in. And I, because I can't help, but like the seven year thing just weighs on my mind so heavy. And I think we're, we're missing a piece. There seems to we're be missing something a piece. seven years ago. Something happened seven years ago, but it's also very interesting too how attached Alistair is to Charlie. So, yes. yes. Which yes. is why, like, I like your like idea and theory of Alistair being owned by Lilith. Yes. That, so the theory goes, that's why Alistair is helping Charlie and ex- he's commanded to protect her. So that's why he's in the hotel. Yeah. Um, but he's only just shown back up, which is even like more. Which is kind of where, where was he for seven years? Yeah. yeah. No one knows. That's the thing. Unless... So if he made that deal seven years ago, or maybe he only made it now. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that's got, because, this is another big question, and this was – I re-listened to the podcast on our pilot. That was my number one big question out of the pilot five years ago. Why is Alistair here helping Charlie? 
yeah. we don't really get an answer this season, except no. in maybe episode seven in during the uh, song. Um, ready for this? Uh, the uh, Rosie and Alistair talk about they like Charlie's potential. It's a good move for Alistair to be guiding Think to her. like he- to hedge her hedges chips in with Charlie. Yeah. So that is like ostensibly a service level motivation for Alistair is. That he thinks that police is like a political smart move to back Charlie um, in his quest to be the dominant overlord or whatever. Yeah. But I certainly doubt that's the full story here. I don't. I, and the only reason, like, I like that theory. The only reason why I don't is because Alistair doesn't seem too interested in being like a territorial overlord, if that makes sense. Because maybe like, his aims are even higher. Yeah, well, and it could also be that uh, if he gets in good with Charlie, then, like, maybe Charlie can convince Lilith to set him free or something along those lines. Right, so maybe he's not even commanded to protect Charlie, but but in episode uh, seven, they, they, they make a deal and yeah. Alistair gets a favor, favor from Charlie. So this favor could be to help with Lilith, who's uh, who uh, he yeah. has a deal with. So that is possible. Well, and it's it's interesting to note too that he was willing to make a willing to make the deal that he gets a favor and he can't harm anyone because of it. Which okay, good. Means to say that he has no intentions of really hurting anybody. It's, I, so, it's, it's it seems like the number one idea from what this favor will be is that it's tied to him being leashed. This favor will help him in some way unleash himself. Especially because in the the final the finale like song number, he's singing about wanting his freedom and like and and, and in that and in that finale he's like they're like uh, he he's that's why he implies he's going to take over everything or like he's very menacing there. He's like once I'm free look out like uh so that's why because i agree it doesn't seem like he wants territory anymore but but i think he has big aims based on that finale song but what his big game is i we we don't don't know know yeah it's it's true um yeah i think we've mostly powered through these (laughs) these questions i I like (laughs) i like everything we have left here i think it's all very intriguing i like all what's being left in the air i will say i think we should find out soon why Alistair is uh, helping Charlie just because that's been we've been sitting with that since the pilot. I don't think that should drag on too much longer, um, well, but I'm OK, OK with it going into season two. I, w- I will say that the it, in the pilot, they make it a note because Alistair is just like, no, I'm here because I love watching people fail. And like, I love um, like I like feed off of like people getting uh, like basically like getting their hopes up and then like not succeeding or something along those lines. And they carry that over from the pilot into because at, whenever um, Charlie's upset and she's crying in bed, Alistair's like, she's just like, shut up. You've only cared about this place failing ever since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he says no. And <laughs> no. I, I love the explanation of his smile. And, yeah. Like, it's, it's like a power move. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved that part too. Yeah. Um, and Charlie, like, what did you say about smiles? I thought all that was great. Um, Okay. Side note, but related to this, um, other criticism I have of this episode six song moves really fast. Like I said, 90% good. Here's what I didn't like rewatching. It stood out to me um, is the 
we end that song, uh, You Didn't Know, with Adam's like, I'm next extermination, I'm coming for you guys first. And so that's the plot impetus for episode seven and eight. We need to protect ourselves against Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this doesn't make sense. Maybe you can tell me something I'm missing. I don't think this makes sense with the beginning of episode six, where Sarah says, um, Adam, you made a mess. I have Lucifer calling me. Now we have to set up this meeting with Charlie. Um there seems to be some reverence for Lucifer. Uh, they are not going to try to kill Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer can command this meeting, um, and this mm-hmm. is a mess of Sarah now. Why would Adam go after Charlie? Charlie's the princess of hell. Like Sarah's just going to let Adam go try to kill. I mean, I don't think Adam was intending to kill Charlie specifically based in that yes. fight, but going for like they go from a court case to you're all going to die now in the next. Uh, in the next extermination, I thought that was the that didn't I, make a lot of logical sense in terms of how it came out. I me. think well, and if you think about it, whenever the exterminations began, and whenever Lucifer was cast out of heaven, it was before Charlie was born. So I'm kind of led to believe that some type of deal was struck. It's like, oh hey, Lucifer, you can um. Like, like, like he still has his angelic powers, obviously, because he says that, um, but like, there must've been something it was, that was kind of like struck where it was just like, Hey, we're going to come down and do these executions, but we still need someone in charge of this place. So you're protected. I I got the same impression. Yeah. So like he's protected, but like, what, what are we assuming? Charlie's, I don't know, 20 something, right? So Charlie's only been a- around for 20 well, whatever amount of years. You know, so Lucifer, Lucifer th- this Lucifer Lilla thing happened 10,000 years ago. Charlie yeah. could be very old. Yeah. I mean, that would be she could be, but at the beginning of the deal, Charlie wasn't there. Yes. So 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 is Charlie protected? It's a good question. So, Rega- regardless, it's just weird uh, because um Sarah is defer- deferential to Charlie. In six, and then in seven, the beginning of seven, Adam's knocking down the door. So you might say, okay, Adam's doing this without Sarah's in knowledge. Yeah, Adam just, uh, but like, but there's Sarah time before also- he. This, first of all, Sarah should know about that. Like, there's time. Yeah. Charlie could call Lucifer and say, "Hey, Adam's threatening us." Call Sarah and say, "Shut that down." That never happens. Uh, why is this not happening? Um. I- and, I think and, it's because of some type of written thing. Because even like Lucifer was just like, I can only help you so much. I can't help you completely with this. Like, because if Lucifer probably had any power to get rid of the exterminations, I have no doubt that he probably so would have yeah, done he only, it. Yeah, he only has so much. That's, that's a good point. He only has so much power. Yeah, last thing. Um, This could be further proof for the Sarah's evil theory because you it doesn't really make sense that Sarah wouldn't know after she was just there. And she, and she witnessed this in the courtroom. Like Adam yeah. does this, that's Sarah's knowledge. So maybe Sarah does know and it's just pretending she doesn't know because she actually endorses Adam's actions here. And she would love to see Charlie or, out of the picture. Or, yeah, like she would love to see Charlie out of the picture because once she knows that Charlie's not under whatever protection or, but also um, maybe she took that, like Adam saying, I'm coming after like you first meaning he's not going after charlie specifically he's going after the hotel and that's kind of like yeah which i think is probably what the show's trying to do but yeah. it's, it's but it's still weird to me that 
they're showing the hotel as evidence and then actually we're just going to kill you all. Um, yeah. And and the Adam make, says something very interesting when he's facing off with Charlie that Yeah, he says you would risk your immortality. Yeah. Your immortality, which So so I'm he like, wasn't he, I, yeah, I I believe that implies he wasn't going to kill Charlie, but she's standing with them. Yeah, or that he can't kill Charlie because of who her father yeah, is. Yeah, interest which is interesting. Yeah. So, he could you know, he could just have a jolly good time. That's a terrible way to say that. But he could have a jolly good time just torturing her the entirety of the execution while, like, he, like the executioners take out the hotel and then go for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, yeah. you guys have fun doing that. I'm going to go play with this play thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, no, probably, terrible probably, way to phrase probably, that. Probably the intent. <laughs> Um, yeah. and yeah, I, even if, I don't know, even if you explain that Sarah's evil and stuff, it's like Lucifer could have done, tried to do something about it. We don't even call Lucifer. He just shows up there at the end. We probably, I, I would have liked to have seen a, a scene of Lucifer, but it would have ruined the moment when he's shown up, yeah. but he needed to, logically he needed to do something before them. But that being said, his moment when he shows up is, is very good. Yeah. Um, so and it feels like very that. earned, but he does also explain, like, I tried to do this before and it didn't work. Yeah, so, so maybe he's just depressed and and he doesn't want to try again. But like he could have tried again if Charlie yeah. called him. And Did Charlie call him? Did he try again? I don't know. Yeah, well, and obviously he's he's in some state of depression because he's like yeah, when Charlie calls him, he goes take that depression. Yeah, which was a good line. Yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of the finale, um, other things, big things from the finale we haven't hit on yet. Uh, you know, we talked about the loose Lucifer comes in. Uh, before that. Um, Adam takes down Alistair. Does he take him down or does he just hurt his pride a little bit? <laughs> He's, well, he, Alistair fleed. He, I, my second viewing, he broke his staff thing staff. and that seemed to be the source of a lot of his power. Well, um, and so then he had to flee. Well, it's interesting too, because I don't know if anyone else heard this, but his voice was different after his like microphone staff was broken oh cool yeah he does he's not talking out of the radio yeah. speaker anymore yeah and i'm pretty sure that's what i heard but i was just like oh why do i love this so <laughs> and his his the effect goes off sometimes it's really cool in like key moments or something yeah but it's also uh, it's interesting too because he does flee the only people who really know about it are the v's because they're watching it yes. um and then, but then he comes back at the end, so they see that he's back during finale. Yeah, um, the the hotel people. Uh, but that that was that was a fun fight. Um, and he Adam like breaks his bubble before. Um, Pentius, uh, we kisses Cherry finally, and then goes after Adam and then dies. He was trying so hard. I was rooting for. Him. <laughs> the Pentius Cherry stuff in six is so good. It's so, um, it's will so you good. do do a sex <laughs> with me? Can I because buy I'm because I'm having drink? sex with everyone here. That yeah. gag was really good. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was great. Well, and I like that he's like, she's like, why would I, why would you buy me a drink with I'm your greatest enemy? Because <laughs> I'm buying a drink for everyone. everyone. Yeah, it's great. Also, uh, the it, the club that they went to was called Consent, and they they talk they about do. it too. They're like, what a great name for this yeah. club. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> The, the Pentius Cherry Bomb stuff, I think, was really good payoff for the pilot. Not payoff, but just, like, continuation of it. I thought yeah. it was fun. Pentius, so good. Um, I thought he was a great character. I love that he's the one that gets to, to go to heaven. Um, his big moment with Cherry was great. Um, 
she was into it at least a little at the end. So that was yeah. good. <laughs> she was like, that's kind of hot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Char- uh, after that, Charlie goes, uh, so she's like de- demon mode, you know, uh, and she she gets Razzle and Dazzle and turns mm-hmm. into dragons. Uh, again, Razzle and Dazzle. I barely knew they existed uh, before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucifer does call them out in episode five. He's like, oh, you guys are still small. So that's the setup. Um, but uh yeah, then they're we like we love them, even though they're yeah. barely on screen. We love Razzle and Dazzle. Uh, Loot uh, versus Vaggy, and um, Vaggy eventually traps her under the rubble. Ru- mm-hmm. Loot rip, like rips her own arm off to flee, so Loot is armless. Um, yeah. Although Vaggy grows back her wings in the previous episode after Loot cut them off in the flashback, so maybe they can regrow stuff. But probably wings more likely than arm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, unless like it's a what is it like the. The concept of like you have to earn your wings, kind oh, of situation. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it did seem very convenient moment for her to get the wings back. It's true. Yeah, like which I mean, to Camilla's, I guess the effect of Camilla's point is that like if you're not doing it like for love, then like you're not really fighting this battle, kind of situation because yeah. Like, it kind of like. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, this whole, this whole Carmilla versus, uh, Sarah and this, this thing I was talking about, definitely enhanced by that, the, the episode seven song that leads into it. Cause it's like, uh, you have to fight for love and protecting your people, not out of hatred. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that's a theme the show is, is going for. Um, the, uh, Charlie and so Charlie faces off against Adam, then Lucifer comes. Um, yeah. and then, uh, Adam's defeated by Lucifer and then Nifty stabs him. Love it. I was like, where's Nifty going to come in on this? Because she's chaotic. <laughs> and then when she was the person to stab Adam, I was like, yes. And I love that uh, what's-her-face was just like, when the the custodian was inter- asked about this, she <laughs> yeah. said, Charlie told me to stab him. So I did. <laughs> great, great Nifty moment. Yeah. Nifty, I think all in all, very fun, just like kind of minor side character. Um, it, and it's interesting, too. I'm, I'm curious more about... Because Nifty's soul is owned by Alistair, which is something that they yes they give you in the pilot, but not really in the series. Um, so I'm curious if Nifty has some kind of weird backstory because Alistair is fond of Nifty. Um, yeah, we like, could we could get a lot more into Nifty if they wanted to. I I think it's it's like the type of character that if you get more into her, does does the 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 appeal just kind of go away you know she's just I, like a fun uh, a presence i think uh, she's supposed to be like a very surface level character and that's yeah. ca- that's and that's how they pre- presented her throughout the entire season and honestly i like i think it would be interesting to know how she came under alistair's command but i don't want to know much more than that because i think that would kind of ruin her character for me um i like yeah, i like her surface level I th- I agree. I think she needs to sing though, but I agree. Ugh. Um, she can say she can she can get a number as she likes uh, maybe, doing stuff with roaches. Maybe she could be know. like the the secondary vocals for like an Alistair song. So yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay, where he's revealing of, his his evil plan. I don't know. And, well, yeah, and there's more after that in the finale. I mean, we talked about, but let's let's go through the songs because after that is the <laughs> finale song. So. We've already talked about a lot of the songs, unless there's mm-hmm. care. I mean, I was going to go through the songs for the side characters anyway. So I think I think we've basically talked about everyone, honestly, at this point. But yeah, all the songs, April, all um, of them. The soundtrack's amazing. 16 songs. Love it. So Happy good. Day in Hell. Good one. Very love, good one. I love Charlie songs. Uh, it's a great Charlie song. Um, 
great other well, and I, con- con- random character contributions. I le- I appreciated more that this on second viewing this sets up hell. They yeah. ta- they they mention the uh, cannibal town mm-hmm. um, stuff with Vox. So I think they're also like set it setting uh, all the locations and hell up and stuff. Some of which we meet. Well, and the like season. her her brief knowledge of like the V's and everything else. So mm-hmm. um. And just she's just like running down the street. <laughs> My favorite is the beginning of that song is whenever like Baggy's like, 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 oh, no, is she singing? And like, <laughs> and she's like, no, Charlie, where'd she go? And he's like, oh, that bitch is already halfway down the street. And she's <laughs> like, oh, no, is she? And he's like, yep, she's dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. There's great background stuff. Um, the, I, the I, I love the blob guy who's like, uh. Touch my, my parts. Heart. And she's like, uh, no, thank you. And then, like, yeah. she sings her thing, and he's like, you're lost, bitch. And I was like, yeah. yeah. You, get that, you get that on the, I feel like that's not on the soundtrack version. Um, I don't know. That guy cracks me up for some reason every single time I listen. Uh, I love Happy Day in Hell. It's one of my favorites. Hell is forever. Uh, so for, we get the Happy Day in Hell continuation with Charlie's pitch, and then we get Adam's response with the Hell is Forever. Yeah. Which, honestly, good song, Adam. Good song, good Adam song. Like get, he's like guitar solo, yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, great, he great, says it. <laughs> great encapsulation of Adam. It's it's a good song, and we bring it back. Uh, yes, very strong episode one. I feel mm-hmm. like with the songs, uh, we get stayed gone with Vox and then Alistair. I I really enjoy that song. Um, their rivalry uh, and then Alistair. Uh, yeah. Being back in their past together and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I was going to say, I love the, um, and maybe this is just me, but I love like how there's always like that constant like video versus uh, like radio kind of battle. And I love Definitely that we have it in hell too. Yeah. Um, that, the pivot to video is the best, is a great line in well, the song. Well, um, and I love that Alistair makes it a point. He's just like, oh, your video podcast yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, as an audio only podcast, we are clearly Team Alistair here. Obviously. And not just you because see, you he's see the no video for this day. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not just because he's the creepy bad guy, which we also love, but <laughs> we also, he's, he's cool. But regardless, we'd be Team Alistair. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Uh, it starts with Sorry, a little song about. Uh, Charlie forgiving Pentius and uh, for being a spy for Vox. I completely forgot about that plot line until I rewatched, by the way. I <laughs> just wasn't. It's so sad, but I feel like that's one of the more like forgettable songs. But it's like also very simple too. like it's, it's a, yeah. sorry. And I'm no, like, you're okay. right. It is it, that and Welcome to Heaven, one of the shorter, simpler songs. I yeah. agree, but I, li- I like it, though. And pa- Pentius just cracks me up with his singing. His voice is really good. I uh, first okay, I think his voice is really great in the series. For the most yes. part, the 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 voice actors sound the same the new voice actors because they read it all the voice actors from the pilot yeah um, for the most part the new ones said just sound the same as the pilot i think serpentius is uh they improve him a little bit maybe a few other characters i really like his uh, alex brightman as him yeah. that being said we love all the original pilot voice actors they were all amazing yeah um all of all of the voice actors across the board are all amazing the new ones are amazing the old ones are amazing it's mm-hmm. kind of weird that they just change everyone but that's how it be um, yeah, I was going to say, when it comes to, like, I say a larger production, like, 
like what this became. They try to get marketable people. Well, um, but I do appreciate that they used a lot of unknown names, and then I like that they dug into like Broadway people. Yeah, as I well. think I think the unknown names are like very minor Broadway people. I, yeah. I feel like or or newer people. Um, but yeah, definitely like all the side characters are like all Broadway people. It's great. So I mean, like anyone can sing here, well, but even people that haven't sung yet. I was gonna say, and I know we're jumping ahead, but like Mimsy. I love that she's... Uh, Mimsy is uh, Sarah Stiles. Yes! I loved it. <laughs> who, uh, who is uh, Spinell in uh, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, look, I've seen some Mimsy hate out there. Mimsy can do no wrong because uh, she's Spinell, okay? In yeah. my eyes. No, nothing. She's our... She's just existing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that post. But, um, but Respectless... Another Respectless, Velvet, uh, kind of rapping, British accent rapping type of thing versus Carmilla because of their overlord meeting Yeah, um, about whether to like take the fight to the angels. I like that there's the similarity, too, between Velvet and Carmilla's song and The Stayed Gone, where we're talking about new versus old, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be like another... It, it, th- if there was like any type of like overarching theme, new versus old is that sometimes new ways are better versus the, like continuing with the same old, same old. Um, so I kind of like that that's like a continued theme, especially with the V's, because they seem to be pushing new agenda versus like keeping with the the old, like what we've been doing for thousands of years kind of situation. Yeah, and it's interesting that the V's are presented as bad guys. Um, yeah. So I wonder if any of their points will be seen as valid. Um so maybe uh, maybe not uh valentino but <laughs> well yeah there's there's definitely a difference between valentino who's just like abusive horrible person compared to like yeah. vox and velvet are ultimately fun um i think yeah. valentino's supposed to be fun too to some extent just i love his voice and i love the moth wings but there's not a lot of fun there otherwise no. I, I do like he eggs on in a uh, stayed gone he eggs on vox that's fun too yeah um so there, there. Yeah, I think there's some stuff there. Um, I think "Respectless" is a great song, um, even though not too consequential uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it takes, ballad of uh, Carmilla, and then also Vaggy, uh, kind of separately about wanting to protect their people, which um, then comes around again in, in "Out for Love." In "Out for Love," interestingly, Carmilla and Vaggy not haven't met each other at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think, but the song pairs them together thematically which then pays off later so really carmilla and vaggy were thematically paired together the entire season even though they haven't met which is something you can do with songs which is why it's it's like a genuine like narrative benefit to having which is why it's you should always pay attention to who is in what songs and what they're saying (laughs) yeah definitely uh whatever i love whatever it takes this is one of my absolute favorites yeah it's a good one i love love carmilla singing i love i love this song Uh, (sighs) yeah Poison, uh, Angel, uh, about his, like, abusive relationship with Valentino, mm-hmm. his uh, relationship boss, whatever. Um, you get a little bit visit- of backstory for yes. Angel. Um, and I like it differently from, um, what's the other one, Addict, that they, like, released before or whatever. It's kind of a different... Not the same, but it's more angel focused, which I enjoyed. Nice, yeah. Um, it's it's a good. Uh, the visuals are really good too. For mm-hmm. Loser baby, we talked about uh, favorite <laughs> husk to angel about how they're they're similar. Um, it's just really good. Uh, my, here's so episode four. What do you think of episode four? Is it one of your favorites? 
yes. It is I, one of I, my favorites. Um, it's, it's it's a hard episode to watch, though. Yeah, the first half for sure. And then the yeah. second half, we get into Loser Baby, and it's a lot more fun. My, my thought on everything with episode four, which encapsulates Loser Baby as well, is it's very uh, purposefully tropey slash trite. I, I feel like it's April. You know this better than me, but I feel like it's purposefully invo- evocative of like a fifties or something movie with like a prostitute as a main character, um, prostitute with the heart of gold. Um, like I feel like everything we're doing with Angel in that episode is like ripped from the pages of an old movie. Um, kind of, yeah. And I, I will say that um, I love a- I love Angel's character, even though it's something that we've kind of seen lots of a, a lot of times over. Um, and it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying is it's kind of like, it, it, they, I think they're doing that on purpose. The twist with Angel, though, is that he's a gay guy, not a, not a woman, right? That's, that's kind of the, the difference here. Yeah, well, yes and no, because there's a, that sort of, um, situation does show up a lot in some, like, and I can't think of any specific examples. So if you want to get mad at me, you're more than welcome to, but it's like a it's also like a a theme with like gay characters as well is because like sometimes their situation is just so bad that they have to turn to an even I I say an even worse situation in order for it to quote unquote get better. Um so Yeah, it's like self-destructive to try to get out of the situation, yeah. 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 Like and you like in order to survive, you have to be self-destructive even though you're kind of like it's the you know what I mean like it's not they're opposites. It's a double-sided sword. So, in the, um, yeah, I I like it. I and even though it is very, vi- like the his story is very violent and graphic. Um, I don't know. It just plays so well with like his character mm-hmm. in terms of like. Getting, I say getting to know one of the V's um, because you already get like the illusion that Valentino is abusive to some extent, but like you get the full extent of it. And like even like Lucifer's daughter, you know, like has no control over the situation. So it seems very honest. It's like a very honest, bad situation. Mm, yeah. So. But I I will say that there's a lot of truth in the like with loser like when we go get into loser baby because oftentimes when people are in those situations they feel alone and they feel like they're the only one who's dealing with it or can deal with it and so I I like the like culmination of those two songs in the same episode together um, and I think that nice. it gives um, uh, Angel a leg to stand on on in a in later in episode six so yeah and it and it yeah i I, and i agree with all that and it's develops the relationship between husk and angel and husk and relating to angel um it's 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 wonderful um and we continue that there's a moment in the finale with them and everything yeah Uh, are april yes important question are we shipping husk and angel no you like them as the platonic song of Loser Baby. Definitely people ship them, though. I've seen this. I, I can see that. I And I, I think it would be a valid ship. I just think me personally, I think there's something more in like a platonic relationship versus 
a like gay situation, uh, not a situation, but a gay relationship between the two of them. Um, especially because we have no indication as to what, not that we need to know Huska's like sexual orientation, but um, maybe if they were just like, oh yeah, Huska's gay. And that was like made known, like I might be more inclined to ship them, but I like the, the friendship and who knows, maybe I could be okay, wrong. Here's that, okay. <laughs> Loser baby lyrics. Uh, Huss says, "You're a power bottom at rock bottom, but you've got, but you've got company." To, so, to is, so is Husk also a power bottom? Is that that's my question? Is he? Do you have company at rock bottom, or in being a power bottom, or both? I, I, so that that would be the evidence for Husk being gay. I took it as like Husk is like you have company in rock bottom. Not- I, I think I think I agree. Yeah. <laughs> It's there though. I think it's. I think it's maybe intentionally supposed to be ambiguous if they could be together. Yeah, and and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like like I said, I'm not like if they end up together, I'm I'm not gonna be upset. But I'm not I'm not giving too much into a relationship that I don't see like being. Pro- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't put it it's, into words. Look, we're starting. I don't think they're together right now. We're starting off. They're uh, developing this friendship that they can relate well, to each other. Whether yeah. it d- d- goes to anything later or not, it's still wonderful. Yeah, and I think the other the other important part about it is because Husk has been more of a he's been voluntold into this situation. And- <laughs> and so into going after him but it seems like he's, well, he's he, eventually he starts li- liking being at the hotel like that's that is true too and that's but again that also he, that he eventually i think he likes it yeah well yeah and i think that this is like that turning point right because he's just like i don't want to be here i don't want to be doing this because in the pilot and this is something else, again i think we've touched on it earlier is that you learn that nifty and husker are brought there by alistair not not voluntarily. They're forced to yeah, be there. Which which we say that a bunch with Husk here as well. Yeah. So sure. like so it's it's an interesting turning point for Husk, even though he he's like a I say main ish character, a, like secondary. Um like for him to have that type of character development, to have grown fond of his fellow residents. Um so this is like that starting point for me for them. So nice. not not just his relationship with Angel, but with the hotel in general. Yeah. Uh, Loser Baby, just so good. Yeah. Great song. M- I, sing it, I sing it around the apartment. I was, You're a I, loser, baby, baby. A loser, goddamn baby. baby. Oh, yeah. It's, I was here. It's good. <laughs> We were to, uh, uh, in sync on that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> such it's such a good duet. Like I like I said, even though like the content of the song is like I could like I feel like it's ripped out of an old movie. Yeah. Um, like prostitute with article and a guy who like relates to her something at rock bottom too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not revolutionary. It's just it's just it's just so well executed, musically incredible, uh, just amazing with the the singers. Um, I feel like it's like a it's like a musical trope almost like to have that sort of stylistic song because even then afterwards we get into like that mobster gunfight like mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like oh this this is reminiscent of this whole situation <laughs> yeah the whole episode but and the, the song plays into it but it's it's just it's just so brilliant yeah. um i am gonna say best song i think it's the best song it, it's my um, favorite song absolutely love it okay 
More good ones, though, in episode five, Hell's Greatest Dad. Love, uh, that's my favorite Alistair song. <laughs> you have, so you have Lucifer and then uh, Alistair comp- competing to be uh, a father Char- figure Charlie's to Charlie. Charlie's parental figure. <laughs> yeah. It's, very, it's a very fun song. But it it's very um, telling. I say telling because we still don't know. But it's very telling as to, like, Alistair's intentions. Like... Like, he he feels genuinely threatened by Lucifer in terms of his relationship yeah, or, with Charlie. Yeah, or he wants Lucifer to feel threatened by him, so he's egging him on. Yeah. Um, which could indicate he wants to go after Lucifer. Or not maybe directly, but that sort of big, big power ambitions. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that he doesn't, he's not really presented as a dad to Charlie until this song. But he's like, actually, aren't I your dad in a way? And Charlie's like, yeah, you kind of Because she's are. like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. you weren't considering it up until this point, until someone <laughs> told you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it kind of checks out. And then Mimsy comes in at the end of the song. Best best introduction of a character. Mimsy, <laughs> like, it's Mimsy! Yeah. And, Al- and Lucifer's like, who? <laughs> and it really has nothing to do with this song at all. Nothing at all. Like, totally out of left field, but great. Uh, and, yeah, I love that we have Lucifer playing the fiddle in this song. <laughs> it's one of yeah. my favorite parts. <laughs> it's good. Feels like like a fiddle, like a face-off fiddle battle type of thing. Well, um, it's like he's trying to introduce one, too, and Alistair's like, I don't, what? I'm going to play the piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They have their own styles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe, definitely one of the most fun songs, Hell's Greatest Dad. Yeah. More than anything, also, in this episode, Char- Lucifer yeah. and Charlie, they're, 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 they get on the same page about... Uh, Lucifer supporting Charlie's dream and their history together. I think this is such a beautiful song. It's so beautiful, which is why I love that it gets brought back up just before and the it's like Charlie back, and Baggy yeah. kiss. And it's love in a different way mm-hmm. in that in that song. Um, this is one of my favorites too. One of my top songs, more than anything. Yeah, I, 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 it's 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 so it's great great for their relationship. Beautiful duet. Um, mm-hmm. Really love it. Yeah. Um, we. Episode six, we talked about Welcome to Heaven, St. Peter, Least and then Emily song. and Sarah. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's you don't like Darren Chris singing? That's good. I I do like the singing. It's just I think it's more of like the the musical genre. Like they go for like this pop kind of thing, and I'm like, oh, I don't really enjoy pop music that much. So I think a church church choir thing, kind of thing almost. Kind of. It's like uh. Like gospel pop, and I'm yeah, like, gospel-y, yeah. I'm like, I'm not here for this. I like it. I like it, but it's it's great because you know it's very like heaven, so amazing, aren't we amazing? And then you see the, right. the dark, start to see the dark so, side. So yeah, so it's a it's a it's another one of those like telling songs, hmm. and there's like there's more in it than you think there is, just because you get this like idea of the attitude that heaven has about itself, which helps lend more yeah. more insight to like the characters that we deal with yeah or actually um, deal with saint peter i feel like is the only non seraphim non exorcist angel hell resident heaven resident that we even see this season yeah because we we like see other people but we don't 
we don't interact with them. They're just so I feel like Saint Peter and his cohorts, the just non seraphim angels, what easy way to expand the heaven lore, meeting more of them next season. I think yeah, I think it'll be really interesting if we get more of heaven and learn more about like the culture of the world. Mm. If I had to guess, though, I think season two continues to set up heaven, Mm -hmm. but doesn't bring everything we're talking about with Sarah to a head. And I think the Voxes are the the V's are the main villains of season two and we deal with hell stuff. And then season three would be we go back to heaven in a major way and uh, then bring this everything to a head here. I was going to say, if I had to predict something, yeah, I feel like season two, we're going to be spending the vast majority of our time in hell and dealing with that situation because... Like, the angels are so, quote-unquote lost. We don't have another execution. So yeah, we don't, they might just be regrouping for a while. Yeah. yeah, and I think that if we do get any heaven, like, I think it would be fun that if we do get any heaven, it's kind of like Sir Pentius in him, like, them finding his place there. You know what I mean? Like, discussing that. But if anything... Yes, yeah, we have to see Sir Benjus, yeah. Yeah, but if anything, we're not going to see anything of Heaven and probably until the end of the season, which they'll come back in a big way as a huge threat after we've dealt with yeah. whatever we decide to deal with in Hell. Yeah, look, we say this, and this is what would make sense for a normal show, but yeah. has been, uh, for this next song, uh, did <laughs> move so quickly, so who knows? <laughs> everything could happen in season two. Yeah, you didn't uh, know, hit me. <laughs> like... <laughs> You didn't know. Uh, so let's go over what we go through and you didn't know. Discord, uh, in general, Discord between Emily and Sarah about mm-hmm. the proof of the angel redemption. Adam and Lute reveal the extermination to everyone, which, which again, they like five minutes before, uh, like Sarah says to, to Adam, like, uh, like, keep deal with this. Keep it a secret. Yeah, we don't. We just reveal it. And same with Adam tells Charlie about Vaggie being an angel. Yep. Like right before this, Adam confronts Charlie and it comes to a head. Same episode. In general, I love not keeping secrets past an episode. I think that's a very frequent annoying plot device. Things, secrets hanging over characters. Yeah. Um. So this show says, nah, we're revealing these right away. These secrets. Everything's coming out here yeah. immediately. I think that's something that I very much enjoyed that this show has done is that like these sort of like secret in like struggles of between characters get resolved quickly. Like even like between Charlie and Vaggie after finding out she's an angel, it's resolved by the end of like we we get the reveal mm. at the end of episode six. And then we and, and then we deal with it in a character and, and we character wise next episode. Like yeah. I'm like, this is great. I love I love that we've dealt with this like so quickly and we've reached a reasonable resolution. Um, which is why, again, like this song is just is wonderful. (laughs) It's actually it's also just actually a really good song. Like it's overwhelming, but it's really good. I think like the the Adam revealing Vaggie's little discordant, which it's supposed to be at the end for me in terms of like listening as a soundtrack, like I might prefer to pause before that part, similar to how you might prefer to prefer to pause before Mimsy comes in in uh, Hell's Greatest Dad. But uh, I was going to say, but it's also like like Adam, Adam revealing the extermination is like. One, it's so very telling of Adam, but then for him to, after making that mistake, he's like, you know what? I want to shift the blame a little bit, and I'm going to reveal that Vaggie is actually an angel <laughs> because yeah. I don't want everyone to be mad at me. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. That's a good good point about his, his methods here. Um, and then we have the part uh, climax of the song, Charlie and Emily. Like Emily goes down to Charlie and stands up to Sarah. Yeah. Um, 
I love that. I loved it. I love and I love the United Front. Their voices go so well together. Um, they harmonize very well. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Here's my here's my pitch. Season okay. two, episode three or two. Emily goes down to heaven on her own, secretly away from yeah. to, to hell to hell. Yes. Uh, secretly away from from Sarah, just so she can talk with Charlie about uh, what she doesn't like about what's going on and mm-hmm. they, they kind of talk and and then vaggy gets jealous of I, the two of them talking there's so much there i feel like I bring want, emily to hell <laughs> i want it to be like one of those situations where uh like how whenever lucifer's coming to the hotel and they're like all right you guys we got an hour until showtime like we gotta clean this shit up yeah they, and, they have to clean it up for and emily, so i, I want it to be one of those situations where like emily reaches out to lucifer because she she doesn't have a way to reach out to charlie and so she's like hey lucifer i'm coming I want to come down there. And Lucifer is like, okay. And then he goes to Charlie and he's like, hey, Emily's coming down. And they're like back into like, oh shit, clean everything up. Like, <laughs> like get rid of all this fuckery kind of situation. This <laughs> and, then, and then Emily still comes down and she's just like, this still is, horrible. this is it. Like, like horrified. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it could be the premiere. It would be a great way to reintroduce the current status I, of the hotel in season two. Like, I, uh, I think it would be a really good premiere because then we're again in the spirit of I say solving or immediately addressing things. I Immedi- think, and it's, it's, it's Emily gives the update on Serpentius yep. and having and immediately I, address, and we maybe set up a Charlie and Emily are going to be secretly in communication throughout the entire season. Yes, at, at, without Sarah knowing, maybe there's a plot just way to Sarah does know actually all along, or even a. Just that um, maybe they're not constantly in communication throughout the season, but like Emily, it's like one of those things where like Emily lets uh, Charlie know like, hey, this happened with Serpentius. Um, I'll let you know if this creates any type of further development. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then then that that gives us the excuse to not have to step into heaven until like the the consequences of Serpentius making it into heaven like come to a head and we have to uh, kind of address it again and heaven reintroduces itself back into the the plot or the story and then we can spend the season dealing with hell without having yes. to worry about heaven i like where you're at where we're at with this i, I like this plan yeah i think and again it 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 works in with the story or the show thus far immediately addressing things and i that's what i would like that's to true do. that's true it, yeah i like i like it immediately dressing addressing stuff continuing mm-hmm. to do that yeah again though that being said i feel like season one was so unpredictable so us trying to <laughs> plan out the next episode is a fool's errand well okay yes but we also have more ammunition now well, yeah we know so, we know what the show is now. like yeah. we we know Which, that- I, honestly i feel like until episode six we didn't really know what was going on in the show yes and and that's why like you didn't know is such a big number because it's, it's literally it's that. literally tell it's like hey you guys didn't know this like not just you the characters of the show but you as the audience didn't know anything <laughs> that's that's funny yeah but by the way we talk about you didn't know moves plot very fast before that episode five they're like it's been five months since episode one do you catch okay, that <laughs> yes i did I, okay i caught that five months in between episodes one and five of okay, the season i caught that but it didn't hit me until Adam until said really. one month. And I was like, 
wait, did oh, we yeah, move? Oh, yeah, because we had a six-month deadline, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wait, did we move the extermination up? And then, well, but also when Charlie is talking to Lucifer, she's like, I told you five months ago. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah, I was so. like... <laughs> It's wild that it's that's so, five months. So I mean, it crazy. makes sense because generally episodes one to four are like building the the team, camaraderie, the redemption. So there could have just been a lot more of that type of thing. I think it works. Yeah. Um, but I, it's shocking. I, it's shocking. But now that I have an understanding as to how time is moving through these, like, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, I guess like episode seven is the amount of a month. Right. So like they spend a month preparing and then episode eight is the the end of the six months or whatever. But yeah, I was like, this whole season takes place over six months. It's like re- learning that lady, but like miraculous ladybug has only been like a year. And it's only changes. been a year and five seasons. That's the exact opposite of the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is look this is that's why we love this show so much it's like cathartic compared to ladybug yeah I was look like, ladybug oh. has kept its secret for five seasons we don't <laughs> we don't get the identity reveal but here we get things come out immediately it's great we it's love been that. six months like we, we have a firm grasp of what the timeline has been like <laughs> we love it okay episode seven out for love uh Carmilla shows Vaggy how to fight for the people you love. I love this song. Yeah. Um, I also love that we, uh, like, we really, like, drive it home that, like, Camilla, Carmilla's like, you don't even know what kills you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And, I, and it's, it's just a great type of thing where they start off fighting and then they turn into, like, dance fighting yes. d- during, during the and song. And it's, like, it, synchronized and they're yeah. not, like, fight. They're not, like, fighting, fighting. It's, like, a preparation kind of thing. A preparation, yeah. And a, a great use of a musical number. Yes. Um, yeah, really love that. Ready for this, uh, as we mentioned, starts off Charlie about stepping up as a leader then it's like her convincing the cannibals to come fight with them. Yes. Um, and we get the cannibals singing for part of it. And we also have Alistair and Rosie talking about Charlie. Um, I also love Susan. <laughs> and Susan. <laughs> Shout out Susan. Shout out uh, Susan. <laughs> I love episode seven that it's like, uh, okay, we're going to do the thing where we have the final battle in or a battle in the season finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, crap. We need an army. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, let's just do this all army thing in one episode. Again, the show moving very fast. Like we just procure an army. It doesn't really matter that the cannibals are there in the finale, but you need to have an army for the battle to work. So yeah. like lots of shows do this. I feel like this was one of the more seamless ways of gaining an army. Like, I, yeah, well, and, like it's one of those where uh, like you're gaining an army, but it's not a complicated situation it's like hey we've got a bunch of cannibals who want to eat angels (laughs) that's really that's really it and and you just need to show some ounce of christmas to convince them and And, that's it we get like pieces of that and you're like great like we're still we're still doing this just because you need everyone else to be occupied while the main characters are doing their thing Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that, this is a good song, another good Charlie song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an, one of the songs that does a lot of things, and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish the first part with Charlie was the whole song, but, um, it's, it's, the, it's a lot of, a lot of, like, very extensive, because the show moves the plot with the songs. Yes. Like, so I like that. I like that. I like that there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I also really enjoy that we emphasize that Charlie 
is her most self when she's singing because at the beginning of her trying to rally the cannibals, she's just talking to them and she doesn't get anywhere when she just talks to that to people. But when she sings her feelings or what her idea is, is when people are most like inspired and moved. And they, they, this song, like, they call it out specifically. Like, Rosie's like, well, when you're normally pitching your ideas, what are, like, how, how is it most successful? And she's like, oh, when I'm singing. And she's like, okay, we'll do that. Like, no one says the cannibals aren't going to enjoy a nice, you know, tune. <laughs> Apparently they do enjoy a nice they, tune. They love a good tune. <laughs> but... So are the cannibals, were they all cannibals on Earth and that's why they're in hell? Or do, do some people just come to hell and then they're like, oh, I want to be a cannibal while I'm in hell? No, I think that... That's like a very there's specific, that many cannibals. There's a very specific faction of cannibals. I feel like I feel like because because Charlie presents it as like this whole section of hell. In yeah, the beginning. it seems like a major. I th- I think people just die and decide to become cannibals. Maybe I mean I think it could go both ways. Like if you're a cannibal, you're automatic you automatically go to Cannibal Town. <laughs> but then like let's say you're or like you down know there. you could choose to move in. Yeah, yeah it's like, nice here. And then like well, and I think that's why. Uh, the like character designs are important because like we pointed out earlier that angel is like under valentino's command and his care like his body design is similar to that of valentino whereas like the cannibals all have a very similar like like character Mm. design to rosie who's the overlord of cannibal town so i think that like it's like oh once you've you've sold your soul to whichever overlord you take on like those quote-unquote characteristics if that makes sense i like i like that analysis or theory or whatever yeah i like it um that's a good song though uh more than anything reprise in the finale we talked about charlie and vaggy they say they love each other they kiss it's it's beautiful yep yeah um and and it's that's not a romantic song but in episode five but it's about love, and I like that it's, like, different forms of, like, love. Yeah, because love exists in multiple forms. It can be... I, yeah. It can be, be to, I, like, paternal, it can be romantic, it can be platonic, so... I, I, like, I like it. Um, And then the finale song. Yep. So let's run through it. So Charlie starts off singing about Pentius, like, his sacrifice and, and the events of the finale. Mm-hmm. Lucifer brings in the Happy Day in Hell reprise, talking about how much Charlie's accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about building back up the hotel, and they do build back up the hotel. Yep. Um, the Vs are happy that Alistair is gone. Yep. They're celebrating. Alistair is regrouping somewhere. Yes. Um, and he's going to take over once he figures out how to unclip his wings. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is back, and Alistair comes back, and they're building the except Pentius, I guess, and they're building back the hotel uh, <laughs> together to again to to Happy Day and Hell kind of reprise there. Yeah, but with like obviously different lyrics. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really good. I love love very musically ending the thing, ending it, advancing the plot. All of this is probably taking place over a long time. Again, a great use of a, a musical number. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different character motivations, checking in on everyone, setting stuff up for the finale. Uh, uh, another, just another really great song here at the end. Yeah. And it, it's it's another strong song, too, because it builds on a lot of the things that we've been working through. It also kind of offers that nice little, like, like recap of season one <laughs> sort of situation and yeah. where we're going. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it, a great way to set up. Uh, so a song's a great way to set end the season and set up the next season. Yeah. Okay. Ultimately, favorite songs. My favorite songs. Loser Baby. Yep. Whatever it takes. Uh, Happy Day in Hell. Out for Love. Uh, both Carmelo <laughs> songs in there. Also, More Than Anything and uh, Hell's Greatest Dad also. Okay. Uh, Loser Baby. Hell's Greatest Dad. Um, Poison. Really, really enjoy that. Um, more than anything. And I think Happy Day in Hell is, but not my least favorite. Obviously, we talked about that one. <laughs> and look, all very, very strong soundtrack here. Yeah. Um, love consistently getting two songs an episode. Very exciting. We're going to get another season of this. Hopefully more seasons, but you know. Yeah, it's not not a great landscape for more than two seasons currently. But I will say that at various points, this was number one on Amazon Prime's top ten. It's uh, been pretty consistent in the top ten, I think. So yeah, no, I was uh, it was ahead of uh, new new shows like yeah. this. So uh, I was going to say when I was watching earlier, it was number two again. So yeah, isn't that been that? Yeah, so hopefully good news for this, but we'll, we will see. Uh, favorite episodes, April. Um, oh, favorite episode. I didn't think about this. Um, hmm. I so I, I actually think the first episode's really good. I think that's one of the best I, episodes. I think the first episode's really good. Um, the the heaven episode, episode six, episode six. I think, I think that's probably strong. my, I think that's my pick for best episode, episode six. Yeah. I would, I would say episode six is probably one of the best episodes. The first episode, the finale, I think is uh, really up there. Yeah. Um, and I think on it, like episode four is so powerful. And episode too. four, that, that was, those are my four, <laughs> one, four, six, eight. I would say mine would be six. Not in that order. Oh, not in that order. I was going to put them in order. Okay, what's your I'm a your monster. Um, <laughs> You're a demon? Yes. Uh, okay, what's, what demon would you be? What animal? Oh, I, what animal? Do I have to be an animal? You could be a cannibal instead. You could I, be, I uh, can be a cannibal. I don't know if I have the stomach to be a cannibal. You could be an overlord. <laughs> <laughs> I would, look, if if we're honest. Can, can people with IBS become cannibals in hell? Is that... <laughs> I don't know if I have the stomach for that. Um, both uh, physically and mentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, episode episode six, then I would put episode one, then episode four. And then th- the finale would be like my fourth pick. I'll go six, eight, one, four. Ooh, um, okay. But like, look, two, uh, and I think probably like two and three are like the quote unquote weakest ones, but they're really good too. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think that three, mm, three is pretty weak for me. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think the over, I will say the Overlord meeting, I think it's a better rewatch because you kind of know the landscape more and it's yeah. kind of fun seeing all those people there. The, I just really like the, the whatever it takes there. Um, both songs are good, but yeah. it's, it's, it's taking, it's, it's a little bit to get going. I was going to say the music's really good. It's just that in terms of like the episode overall, like two and three are absolutely the weakest. Um, I mean, five's really good and seven. Seven's good, too. I would Um, put five and seven on the same platform because. Yeah, they're they're good, too. Um, By the way, shout out Egg Boys. um, Serpentis is Egg Boys. What happened to Frank? (laughs) 
One of them got killed, it seems like, in the finale. Yeah. Well, my favorite... Okay, so I love that, like, oh, no, there's Frank. They're like, do we have names? <laughs> because there's numbers written on the yeah. back of them. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's fun. So in the, in the in the pilot, their big line is, I wish she would shoot me with his ray gun. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they have as good of a line as that in the whole show, but no. th- there's still there's still some fun I, stuff. That I, a bit... No, no, no. The, the line about the banks is really because. Oh, yeah. They, they, they say crazy shit all, all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> and then they immediately again. follow up with like banking Thanks, accounts. The, sh- <laughs> the shadow government. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's good. Uh, the other standout line, I feel like from the pilot was the, uh, uh, okay, daddy, son from Serpentius. Yes, like, <laughs> son. son. So what was, that was really funny. What was the funniest moment from the show? Does it live up to that funny moment? I really like, uh, again, Serpentius. He's just one of the funniest characters. Uh, would you do a, do a sex with me? Would you do um, a sex with me? Having sex with everyone here. That's one of my, one of my top ones. Serpentius made me... Uh, he gave me like Ludo vibes hardcore throughout the whole show. Um, from like Ludo <laughs> from Star vs. Forces like of that. Evil, like, like hardcore that. Ludo vibes the entire time. I was like, oh, this poor, sweet, villainous idiot. Like, <laughs> I, li- I like that a lot. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Star vs. Forces of Evil, this show is still, I think we said it during the pilot, this show is still Star Butterfly is the Princess of Hell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the blonde, we got the blonde hair. And <laughs> this is what happens yeah. when Star Butterfly dies. She becomes Charlie. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, I was I was talking to Sarah about this. Sarah's analysis with Charlie is like, uh, at least to some extent, was that this, this this she's an enthusiastic kind of female lead, but that was like more like new when the pilot came out. But yeah. at this point, I feel like there's a lot of this type of lead in shows. Yeah. Um, so, so that I, I agree with that. And I, I feel like it comes from, uh, the Genki girl trope from anime. Um, yeah. it's like, uh, in, like, uh, peppy, peppy girls, like yeah. from around like t- 2010s anime, uh, leads pe- peppy girls. And, uh, it's uh it is very familiar at this point it's kind of made its way over to western animation there's a lot of peppy leads yeah that being said i still feel like charlie's the perfect lead for this show mm-hmm. because it's set in hell so having the contrast with the peppy character who's enthusiastic yeah. about changing everything i still think even though we've seen a lot of charlie's recently i still think she's the perfect one to lead the show yeah i think so as well and i think that the fact that she has um like the band of characters around her really like helps her almost stand out in terms of like the peppy girl lead um like obviously like that like vaggies you know that brooding kind of like counterpart to her Mm -hmm. opposites attract kind of thing but the rest of the characters too i think they lend to just charlie's character and they emphasize the fact that she she's like this she's such a good girl and she's the princess of hell so which then which makes thing you know moments like in episode eight where she goes into like this demon form like all that more exciting so i hope we kind of see more of that demonic side yeah of dark dark star arc yeah well yes i remember that but (laughs) we wanted it yeah (laughs) i want it can we have this here uh but the same can be said about lucifer too because he's never like a bad guy in the show Mm -hmm. so i think that's uh 
an in, it's an interesting character choice for both of them because these like they're the highest ranking people in hell and they're not bad people like charlie's not out in the streets just mindlessly murdering people like lucifer's just sitting there toying with ducks like rubber ducks for whatever reason um so <laughs> Yeah, the show's position is kind of made clear. Lucifer is not the, like, uh, demonicized uh, figure that heaven makes him out to be. Yeah, well, and they, Adam says something to that, too. He's like, dude, you're, like, the most hated person in the world. And Lucifer's like, okay, like, am I? (laughs) I don't know why. Clearly clearly propaganda from from heaven. Yeah, Um, which, again, lends to the whole, like, manufactured thread. Yep, yep, yep. I think I think we I think yeah and I think that, I think it's good analysis but it's like what the show's going for I feel yeah. like I think it's so it says a lot of depth here uh random but uh the animal companion characters I feel like we've not mentioned some of um Kiki is the cat's name did you know that No I didn't I think they say it once I don't <laughs> but, I don't know that I ever heard it and Razzle and Dazzle Barely heard of them. Barely heard of them either. But they're very prominent in the finale. Fat Nuggets, though. Fat Nuggets. The only reason why Fat Nuggets stood out in my mind is because he looks exactly like the pig from Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls, yeah. Yes. So Uh, it looks exactly like that pig. And that's the only reason why. Waddles, Waddles, Waddles. Waddles, yeah. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I remembered Fat Nuggets. Look, Waddles is big shoes to fill for Fat Nuggets, but we do love Fat Nuggets. I do like Fat, and I love that Fat Nuggets is Angel Dust's pest. Yeah, that yeah. I think in four, or whenever Angel Dust calls him, that, it's fun. yeah. Um, the show, the show, just really not interested in like making clear exactly who some people are. I mean, especially the animals. It's yeah. like okay, they're there. Like we have pet there. animals, but then we also have animal, like humanoid animals. So. Yeah, I don't really understand how the animals are in hell. Do all animals go to the afterlife? Are Do you these, turn like, into an ones? animal whenever you... Um... <laughs> Is there a reincarnation thing going on? I assume not. I but, don't uh, think so. Do you just... That would be an interesting twist. Um... But I, I do think that it, that also lends to the theory of like whenever your soul gets owned by an, like an overlord that you take on their characteristics. Because it seems like there's just a lot of demons or whatever similar similar types of similar types but then like the only ones that like for instance like the all of the animal ones i mean we can only assume that they don't belong to an overlord and not all overlords have souls that they like own if that makes sense yeah i i I think we need to keep building yeah yeah, but uh, i think there's something there I think there's there's uh, I don't know if the show has the and, and my question is does the show have the logic that you're talking about built in or, <laughs> or am do I not? am I giving it the logic? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I I I I pivoted, but any other funny moments that you want to shout out from the episodes? Uh, uh, I really enjoyed during the trust episode how Maggie's like like. I guess Angel Dust at some point is just like, oh, I know how we can build each other's trust. And he sets up a whole BDSM. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and he's like, and that's like their, their, uh, whatchamacallit, their motto is like, you you have to have trust if you're going <laughs> to do BDSM. I was like, okay, I, I respect that. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of Charlie's reactions to inappropriate things are pretty good. Again, um, such a good girl. <laughs> Yes, we should. But but then she also like lashes out and curses when uh, when prompted. Yes, which is also always very funny. 
Um, and I think Adam, we, we talked about Adam's funny, inappropriate lines, but I honestly think Adam's one of the funniest characters, too. Ad- yeah. Uh, Adam's a funny character. So I, uh, there were moments where I was genuinely creeped out by Alistair, um, which yes. I loved. I absolutely love that. Um, when a character can creep me out. <laughs> they, they had some great uh, stylistic creepy anim- animation with him. I think at this point we're just going through our notes, by the way, which is why we're bouncing around. Yeah, that makes um, sense. For the listeners. So, uh, yeah, Alistair, any other Alistair things you want to shout out? Alistair, I lived up to the pilot, Alistair. I think he was uh, yes. so good there, and he's he's great I, this season. I... Uh, I- I feel like I'm like being very stereotypical of myself, but Alistair is one of my favorite characters. I don't know what it is about me and villains, um, but I love them. So you've this I've, you call it Alistair a villain before? I wouldn't call him a villain. We don't, He's on the heroic side. We we don't know who exactly he is, so he might be like the antihero. Um, He's a potentially villainous presence of in a in the form of a currently functioning as a hero. Yes. Um, but it's not off the table that Alistair's like twist the big bad of the show. Yeah. Which I mean, he's very much I say he's the villain because within the world he is very much feared. Like And he slaughtered a bunch of people to yeah, gain and, his notoriety. And would air it on the radio, like pretty, pretty effed that's, up. Yeah, yeah, that's some dark shit. So I, <laughs> but again, I love his like, like what they did with his character design to emphasize, like, even though, like, yeah, he's playing, he's quote unquote playing good guy, like he has, uh, more self-serving intentions, um, and they like do it with like his shadow work and. Like, whenever he's being menacing, I loved how the animation would sort of glitch out. Um, That was, like, those were, like, some of my favorite moments with Alistair. Nice, yeah. Definitely. Um, I think I have hit on most of the things in my notes. April, what else have you got? What what else do you have there? Um, I like the very simple list of what it takes to get into heaven. Um. Yes, that's good. (laughs) That's 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 some good uh good moments for me, and I talked about Susan. Love her. <laughs> She's so annoying. <laughs> um, that's most of what I have. Oh, I have I have something. <gasps> uh, Lilith. So we talked about Lilith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Will Eve be a character in the show? <gasps> okay, so. That was that's something that I wrote down in my notes that I just read. I love how Lucifer taunted Adam during their yeah, fight. Yeah, Lucifer implies that he was with Eve as well, in addition to Lilith. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, which again makes sense. Like again, that like lends to the point where not many people know that like Lilith and Adam were like a thing, and then Lilith and because Lilith was the first woman. Um, I love Lil- Lil- the story of Lilith, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but I love that he was just like, oh, like your first wife, you know, liked me and your second one didn't mind me either. And I was just like, ah, Eve with the apple, the snake. Yeah, you might, you might, uh, is that implying Eve will be a presence in the show? It could be. We haven't seen her. No, we haven't. So we don't know where she is, who she is, what she's doing. Maybe we do get eve as like a if we we do spend any significant amount of time in heaven i think that would be great to see eve 
And mostly just her being like, where's Adam? He's dead. I want her to be like a gold digger. Like, I want her to be the the worst female ever. And she's just (laughs) like, we need to bust out his will so I can inherit all of his heaven bucks. Like, I want her to like. Oh, yeah. Maybe now that Adam's dead, evil. That's a good point. I want her to show up in like a fur coat. Heaven bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I like this uh, evil Eve. But I want her to be like, like, ridiculous. Like, ridiculous in the same sense that Adam was, but, like, the female version of it. So, like, maybe she's had a lot of face work done. Yeah. That's what I want from Eve if we get her. I like it. Okay. Oh, and I want Cherry Bomb to replace Serpentis in the hotel. Yeah. Will Cherry Bomb be staying at the hotel? I think that's very possible. She will be. Yes. I th- Even though she didn't seem to care. So. As of last time we checked in. Well, and that's interesting because, which is why, like. Anything that takes place before, like, the season actually started, I think of it separately because the Attic song has Cherry Bomb, and it it makes it very much seem like she's already a part of the hotel. Okay. I think Attic might be uh, not canon. Yeah. I don't um, Like, know. the pilot's canon. Pilot's yeah. canon. Um, pilot's canon. I don't know about Attic, but, but, like, that's, like sort of the tone of that song is that like mm. it's like her i think i think she's got to stay at the hotel she's she has great. to now like in yeah. honor of sir Pentius. yeah hope she'll be grieving him probably not yeah. <laughs> probably she won't be probably not <laughs> or she might be uh, i don't know i don't know we're gonna have to end well she we'll she needs them. to redeem herself so she can get to heaven and get a taste of those two dicks so. Oh yeah, that, that that was another great line. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he has two dicks. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> How did you hear that, sir? <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, maybe Angel uh, Pentius will have lost his edge for her. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. I like Nifty always blanking bad boys. That that was a good. Get, she loves bad. Too. Yeah, and she gets really hype about Lucifer, like the ultimate bad boy. <laughs> I know that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, season two, I'd like to see more Zestral. We talked about him. I think Zestral is really, yes. really uh, interesting presence. So he would be top of my uh, overlord list. There were two overlords in episode three we did not really meet yet. So those could be one of them was like an animal person, actually. I feel um, again, I, I know I brought up like Star versus the Forces of Evil earlier, but I feel like they're going to like those overlords that we haven't really met are going to be like the goofy overlords from like mm. the... Like the yeah, magical called in the council, yeah. yeah the the magical council, like how like or the high co- high commission, or whatever. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but yeah, so I feel like they're gonna be like those characters, it like Omnitraxis and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, why? How do you pull Omnitraxis out? I mean, you're number one star fan, but uh, <laughs> actually, who's the heck of uh, Carmilla is Hecapoo in this analogy? Yeah, actually, I think I. I don't want to say something and then be wrong, but I feel like I saw that one of the uh, cast members is another voice on this show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking it up. That'd be fun. <clears throat> okay. Well, other than that, um, I, I there's a lot of people. I don't think I recognize, but anyway, uh, other than that, April, any final thoughts here? Anything we haven't hit on? Um. No, I feel like we. We hit on a lot of stuff, and I feel like I could continue to go on if you let me. I know. No, honestly, like, we have easy 
almost two and a half hours, two person podcast on this. Uh, mm-hmm. The show is just so much going on. There's a lot of depth. There's, we're, and we were clearly really excited to talk about everything. Yeah. Well, whenever like I found out that it was coming to the table or I say coming to the table, but being released, I was just like, oh, <laughs> like I marked it in my calendar. I was yes. hyped for it. I was like, I am ready for this show because I remember watching the pilot and just being so incredibly excited about it. And, and then like basically being let down, like I, I like pushed it aside because I was like, I'm not about to invest my, my, uh, my personality into a show that might not come to be. Um, <laughs> it's here, it's here but now. it's here. So I will take that win. Um, oh, so uh, Keith David was Glosseric in Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Oh, he was the new Glosseric voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, that checks out. Um, yeah, I just, I, overall, I feel like I wasn't expecting, I said this in the beginning, I wasn't expecting this uh, has been to be, like, the new hype show that we love. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the, this is the number one show now. I Like, I know that there's... Uh, in terms of animation, I feel like I know that there's like Invincible and stuff. That doesn't feel like this like adventure show like has been. Um, maybe well, Arcane feels that is also uh, competing for that. I but, love like, Arcane. So I don't know. I don't know much. if I describe Arcane as like an adventure show like this, but, but it might be. I don't know. I think. I think the thing that makes this show stand out is that it is. I'm gonna say it's an original idea. It's. Like, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Arcane is based off of League of Legends. Invincible, yeah, Invincible is based yeah. off of the Invincible comics. Like, so there's, um, we're, we're very much living in a time where things are based off of other things. Um, oh, absolutely. There's almost no original yes. adult animation properties. Yes. Ever, uh, in, the, in the U.S. And almost none. This, Pantheon, is one. Uh, no, that's an adaptation, too, actually. Yeah. But it's, like, barely. Even, um, even and, like, uh, origi- I say original shows like Rick and Morty have, I mean, Rick and Morty's still a very good show. Don't get me wrong. But it's not original any you know what i mean like it's lost that like brand new appeal if that makes sense like it's an established yeah. thing at this point and so and we, uh, yeah we recently had scavengers reign of course and uh and uh carol in the end of the world which we covered um so there's been a few recently it's it's, it's a great this has surprisingly been a good time for we're, some great adult animated shows we're getting um, back into it and uh, i hope i hope so and the other thing is that um like our generation, we grew up with a lot of these. Um, we grew up with a lot of cartoons, and I say cartoons not as in terms of just like children's shows, but also like we grew up in a time of Adult Swim, where there was a lot of adult animation then, be it you know anime or even some of their original things. And so we're now coming into power with these studios and things, and so we're able we're we're getting more footing. And this is the stuff that we we grew up with and we liked, and it's coming back. So we're gonna. I can't wait to see more of what what comes because of this sort of like move. Nice. I, I like this optimistic uh, outlook on. <laughs> Thanks. There's a, there's a lot negative outlook on the animation industry, unfortunately, right now. But yeah. I like this optimistic viewpoint as well. Okay. Yes. Any last has been thoughts? I think I'm out. Um, I loved it. Looking forward to season two. Yeah, I, I loved it. I'm again. I'm looking forward to season two as well. <laughs> Just to, to echo you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, there you go. Let us know all your comments. Hasman Hotel, you can comment at overlyanimated.com. We cross post these to YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, find our social medias. Um, you can consider supporting us via Patreon, uh, which is the best way to support us at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Carter. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Steve, Michael, and Phonician. Um, also, shout out Needle, who has watched all these episodes multiple times, apparently. Yay. We love Needle. So we love uh, people love and has been. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, let us know if you like this, if you want to see more has been coverage. Honestly, I got more hype about this than a show we've talked about in a long time, for reference. Maybe that's reflected in the podcast. Look, I'll but, come yeah. back and start ranting about this again. <laughs> I feel like I could go. It's one of those shows where it's really stuck with me, and I'll just be like, I, I told you earlier today, Dylan, that I was like at coffee with a friend and like thoughts would pop up and I would just like quickly make note of them in my phone, like rude as hell. But I was like, wait, I need to write this thought down. It's not, we needed it. We needed it. Yeah. Thank you for your dedication. <laughs> yeah, no, Sam, I've been thinking about it. And I'll be and it's got songs, so I'll continue to yep. listen. And it was very rewatchable, by the way, with all the songs, too. I think that yeah. it's, could easily rewatch it again. OK, that is it. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.